It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hey everybody, welcome to a brand new MMA Roasted Podcast. It is me, Adam Hunter. I am here with Tyler Bowe. How's it going, guys? As well as CB Gold. What's up, guys? Uh, listen, do you, need, do you feel like you need to make some change in your life? Wake up and take back control. Download Decipher Life, available on iTunes, Amazon, or Google Play. It's an audiobook narrated by Decipher's chief executive manager and head sports agent, Daniel Martinez. Expect honesty and some slightly colorful language as he shares his life's obstacles firsthand and uncensored. Hear how a willingness to change and adapt with life can help unlock your hidden potential and pave the way for new opportunities. Decipher Life is also formatted to fit any busy schedule. Each chapter is 5 to 12 minutes in length and individually recorded as a single track. Listen on the way to work, on a lunch break, or before bed. Each track provides a simple framework surrounding a particular topic, highlighting or breaking down a common roadblock to personal success. Listen, I only endorse products I've worked for, that's worked for myself. I talk to this guy all the time. He gives me tons of great advice. Uh, Bubba definitely talks to him. He's helped Bubba win his last fight. I'm telling you. Uh, you can download it on iTunes, Amazon, Google Play. Uh, checked out their audiobook. Also, they uh, offer mental coaching, personal advising, career micromanagement, all kinds of great things. Call them at 1-888-731-COACH. That's 1-888-731-2622. Also, tip a fighter. Listen, uh, fighters are underpaid. We know this, okay? And it's not cool. Uh, I wish fighters would make a lot more money. It's one of the hardest professions in the world, if not the hardest. And uh, I'm telling you, I was watching uh, Combate America last weekend, and uh, the uh, Mogwai, uh, that girl actually pulled off a twister submission, followed by like, she had the girl in a twister and landed like 100 Punches in the face. It was one of the coolest things ever. It was like Twister Ground and Pound. Wow. Uh, Kyra Batera is her name. And I'm like, she's with Tip a Fighter. I went on Tip a Fighter. I gave her a tip. Uh, I probably, uh, you know, I, I was so happy to give her a tip because she, she earned it. I never saw a Twister Ground and Pound in my life. And uh, this girl's probably making one and one, if that. So, you know what? I was happy to do it. So I stand by Tip a Fighter. Tipafighter.com. There's all kinds of fighters going. I know Shannon Shit, uh, Sin is fighting an Invicta car, right? Yeah, there's, uh, there's a, I think there's a few girls on Invicta next week that are with Tip a Fighter. So listen, let's help them out. Let's, uh, let's get fighters paid more. Tipafighter.com at Tipafighter.com. I had the craziest... By the way, Bubba Jenkins just joined us. Bubba, how are you? I'm good. I'm one minute late, and you guys start without me. What is this? <laughs> uh, well, we don't know if you're one minute or one hour, yeah. Uh, but, but yeah. yeah. I guess. I guess. It's, it's up to you. No, everything's good. What was your weekend about? I had the craziest night. So yesterday, my... my my, my show aired. I don't know if you guys watched it. Did you I, watch I, it? I watched it. Of course it. Yeah. I watched it. You text me five times to watch the show. <laughs> so, yeah, I watched it. And what did you think? I thought it was I thought it was funny. Definitely, you know, Adam Hunter funny. I like the intro where you're, you know, having drinks with 
a, uh, a mannequin. Yes. A mannequin okay. Doll. What do you think? So of, I said that, and I got yelled at. Oh, you're an asshole. What do you know. think of the of the uh, wrestling? Well, that's his fault. They, he allowed them to do that. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> I, I wasn't gonna say no. But what do you but think of the uh, wrestling? I thought she shot a good double leg. Yeah. Um, I thought I should have been on the scene somewhere, <laughs> somewhere. Assistant coach. Right. Yes. Your boy couldn't get no cameo time, but no, I thought it was funny. Um, yeah. The way he slapped the dummy and you know was taking down the kid. I mean, I thought it was hilarious. But uh, that's a good show. Great show. Who, uh, who, uh, Junior? No, Gina. Oh, uh, that's... I saw her like way in the oh, background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My girl yeah, noticed yeah. it. She's like, is that purple hair? Rewind. So we go <laughs> yeah. back. She's just standing there watching. I'm yes, like, yes. Uh, Gina will be on episode five, Gina Danger. Uh, it's a very funny episode, but I was really happy with it. So I, I, I go to the dime bar uh, to do a show. There was a, it was a light crowd. I was kind of a, it was, it's just hard, man. I'm just doing like 20 different things. Hard to promote and, and do shows. And then I was in Vegas. And then it's just like a lot of shit going on. And also, my episode last night of uh, Noches con Planetino uh, aired last night uh, as well. So I, I didn't want to, you know, a lot of shit. So anyway, I go to the dime bar. It was a good show. We had some great comics on. Chris uh, Frangiola was on. The head writer for Chelsea was on. Uh, uh, DJ Nash, who executive producer. All these big what? Are you complaining that your live show wasn't that full? Meanwhile, you had two TV spots airing <laughs> at the same time. Oh, must be nice. So anyway, yes, I, I I will always find something to complain about. Um, <laughs> It's something I'm working on in therapy, uh, is, is not beating myself up and just... If that was the roughest know. part of your night, that's a pretty good night. So anyway, so right. so my, my, my uh, friend's there, uh, and I go after the show, I like going in my car, getting a little high, coming back, because they have music videos from I like... I thought you didn't smoke weed. I smoke weed once. I, don't, I never smoke before shows. After shows, I'll, I'll, I'll smoke a little bit. So I, I go to the parking lot to smoke a thing, and then Dave Chappelle is there. Dave Chappelle rolls up in, like, in, in a uh, Porsche, right? And I'm like, Dave... Uh, How's it going? I know Dave Chappelle. He, he saw me at Chocolate Sundays a couple years ago. He watched my set. He thought, he's like, hey, man, you're really funny. He's like, you remind me of Bill Burr, which was like the best compliment ever. Uh, and, and, and I, you know, that's like saying, you know, to a comic, hey, you remind me of uh, uh, LeBron James right now. You know, it's, it's a very, uh, to a basketball player, to a young best, you know. I meanwhile, funny Bill Burr story. I was in acting class 10 years ago with Bill Burr. And Bill Burr at the time didn't have an agent, didn't have a manager, uh, was really kind of and my he teacher was like, why aren't you? He was really good. She was like, why aren't you working? He was like, uh, after three years of comedy, I booked the show Townies with Molly Ringwald, and I flew out to L.A. The, the 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 show got canceled after six episodes. I stayed here for three years. He couldn't get arrested. Now look how Bill Burr. So that's a funny and very inspiring, you know. Anyways, because you look at where Bill is now. So Chappelle knows me. I go, Dave, we just had a comedy show. I, I'd love to have you on. He goes, I would love to be on one of your shows, man. He goes, but he goes, listen, I'm going next door to this club. Come roll with me, right? So I go to get my friend. My friend was in the bathroom. Then Dave was walking. I'm like, all right. He's like, just tell them you're with Dave Chappelle. So I go to get my friend and we go out, but he goes through like some weird back entrance, which was locked. So we go around to the front and I'm like, hey, I'm here with Chappelle. The bouncer goes, what's the password? I'm, I'm like, I'm like, what? What is this? A fucking, you know, what is this, a fort? You know, I'm like, I'm like, I don't have, I don't know the pass. I'm like, I'm with Chappelle. Why don't you just go? I just talked to him. You just go in there. He's like, I'm not leaving my post, man. Sorry. So my friend was like getting all loud, with the, and I'm like, you know what? I'm not gonna argue with the bouncer. I, I don't care. So we go back into the the dime bar, watch some videos, we're having a good time. I'm about to leave. I, I leave, and another bouncer who works there, I go, hey man, you gotta watch my show, Living with Funny, that aired tonight. He goes, hey man, why don't you go next door with, with uh, Chappelle? I go, I, I, the guy won't let me in. The bouncer. He goes, 
he goes to the, the uh, bus boy. He goes, hey, man, take Adam in. So then we go in through the back, right? So Chappelle's on stage with John Mayer. And John Mayer is singing. Uh, John Mayer is playing the guitar, and Chappelle's singing. And there's like 120 people there, right? So they're singing, and like, and they're doing like Prince songs, talking about Prince. And they have this great harmonica player and this great drummer, and they're all singing. I'm like, this is awesome. I'm like, I'm like, am I stoned? Am I too? Is this really happening, right? Yeah, that's crazy. So then he's like, yeah, man. And Chappelle's doing, you know, this guy in like my band. He's one of Stevie. He he, he toured with Stevie Wonder. This and that. So everyone's cheering. The guy's amazing. Are those the same guys that uh, opened up the Chappelle Show guys? No, I don't think that was them. Chappelle Show. It wasn't them, but all of a sudden, right? All of a sudden, I'm back there. I'm in the back, and Stevie Wonder walks past me with like like two people in the front, two behind, and Stevie Wonder. (laughs) You were on acid. What? You were like on acid or something. I swear to God. This is a good trip. It was at No Name Bar, right? Did you wave to him? I did not wave to him like George (laughs) Bush did. I I, I know. I got it. So so then Stevie Wonder goes on stage. And starts jamming with John Mayer and Chappelle, and like, and Stevie Wonder—they're doing every, they're doing all Prince songs. Stevie's singing his song. Uh, they're doing Beatles. I want to hold your hand. They're singing. I can't get no satisfaction. Are they sober? Jamming. It was what went on for four hours, right? Oh, wow. Four hours. Then, right, all of a sudden, Nas shows up, right, and Nas is on stage. Rapping over, I guess him and he has one song where he kind of raps over an older song. I, mm-hmm. uh, uh, so Nas starts rapping over it, and then Nas sings "One Love," right? So now I'm watching Nas, John Mayer, and Stevie Wonder all jam on stage. I'm just like with Dave Chappelle, with Dave yeah. Chappelle, and Chappelle's hosting it. It's crazy, and there's no cameras. The people are kind of filming it, but Chappelle's like personally telling people to put their camera away right like no cameras allowed Chappelle's like man I just want this to be the story I don't want everyone knowing they're telling stories about Prince and how he met Prince at the White House and he performed for Obama and Obama knew Chappelle tells this crazy story about Gail King and Chappelle and how, how Gail King introduced uh Chappelle to Obama and he's like and Gail King who's Oprah's friend was like this is this is my friend Dave Chappelle and then Obama was like you mean Comedic genius, Dave Chappelle, and that and that really made Dave's when he said that that was crazy. And then Kid from Kid and Play went up there, and he starts rapping oh. with them. Uh, it was just it was a, this is yesterday. This is last night. Uh, it went on till four o'clock in the morning. I believe John Mayer. I believe uh, <laughs> I believe Chappelle, but I do not believe that Kid from no, Kid, kid and was Play not, Kid was kid, was kid was up there. He was he he was freestyling. He was free. It was it was all jam session. There was no like there was no breaks between songs. It was like they were singing. Like, it went from the Fugees to like Nirvana, Teen Spirit. What was Dave smoking? Uh, I don't know. Dave, Dave looked like he was, this, he was definitely that. drinking. That's he, like that's like an MTV Party to Go CD Volume Twenty Five. <laughs> yeah, it, was, it was it was Nirvana followed by followed by Stevie singing very superstitious. You know, followed by Things on the wall. Yeah, he was singing that. He was singing like like that. People keep on dancing over that. Yeah, he was. Crazy! They were singing, "I want to hold your hand," and then he started singing Fetty Wap. He, uh, yeah, baby! I swear to God, Stevie Wonder was singing. The, yeah, was singing the Fetty Wap song. I was just like, and then Mayer was singing. Uh, you used to call me on the cell phone, like he was doing that. But but he was killing it. It was it was yeah. crazy. It was I was blown away. 
I got home at like five in the morning. I'm like, people were like, I'm like, I'm not leaving. I'm not, I'm, I'll, and if it was going on until now, I, I would have missed the podcast. <laughs> this is a once in a lifetime opportunity. Yeah. You don't leave. It was crazy. I can't believe Charlie Murphy wasn't there though. Oh, no. Charlie, Charlie Murphy. It was, it was Why nuts. Why didn't show up? It was nuts. So that, That's that, insane. So that was my night last night. How, how are you, Tyler? Um... <laughs> Oh, we shouldn't even speak after that. We <laughs> went, Are we done here today? Hey, All right. hey, hey, first. Listen, I can't. I can't top that, but. I did take Henry to a children's museum and I got him three caterpillars that are going to turn into butterflies. Oh, yeah. so that is life changing. There's that. You it's got insects that are changing. <laughs> Yo, it was my son's birthday yesterday. Happy birthday to your son. How Happy old? birthday, Dream. How old is he? He is now two years old. Uh-oh. A menacing, challenging, tough two year old. Terrible twos. Well, they started like six months ago. <laughs> but no, nah, man, we went to the aquarium, we got him some cake. Um, we had I got him a new like little motorized. Well, my mom got him a new motorized motorcycle, so he was he was geeked on that. He crashed it and then didn't want to get on again. So. No way, really? Yeah, he wrecked it. He looked uh, like, like a John that. Jones of little kids or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he's definitely the John Jones of little kids right now. You know, he's he was eating all the sugar powder candy and stuff. Was, was he was he storing the sugar it. or no? Yeah, no. Yes. He, he was hyped up all day yesterday. He was so hyped up. The thing about it is, he never wakes up before ten o'clock. You know, eleven o'clock. 12 o'clock, that's when he wakes up. Yesterday, he woke up at 6.27. Wow. 6.27. I guess he knew it was his birthday. I don't know, but we kept him out of his room because wifey changed his whole room up. His whole room's now all Mickey Mouse bed, Mickey Mouse dresser. It was like, you know, everything before was white, and she took all the white stuff out, put it in the garage, and we brought in all his new Mickey Mouse stuff. It's like it's a red and blue and white room now. So, you know, it's like you open the door, and you're going to be surprised, especially if you're a two-year-old. And yesterday, everything was white. Today, everything's Mickey Mouse out. We had his all gifts on there and he had an absolute blast it's on my facebook so and how's training for you right now i have a pinch nerve in my shoulder right now so you know i'm just trying to i'm just trying to make sure that i can uh be cool in life right now how long are you out for uh he said one week one week and a half so nothing you serious cardio or? yeah yeah nothing serious but we still don't nerve? we still don't have a i was i was training grappling and stuff but we still was don't that have when a fight, you were hurting so. last week you got that checked out when you came in here to record and you were hurting and you said you need to go see a doctor or something yes. like right here? Yes. Yes, absolutely. Look at this guy with the memory <laughs> trap of an elephant. I, mean, also, I haven't seen you in a couple of weeks, man. You were looking beastly. I'm jacked. You were looking huge. I'm jacked. Yeah, you are looking pretty big, man. Yeah. Well, I, got a, I actually got a question if I'm allowed to ask him sure. real quick. Did you watch that P- Patricio Pitbull fight? I mean, of course. Of course. I, I watch all the 35-pounders and the 55-pounders because if they get too small, they might get on my plate. And if they get too big, they might get on my plate. So I watch them all. I, I, none of you guys are going to surprise me. What did you think of Corrales going out like that? Just flying geese. <laughs> 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 now, what do you think of the MVP fight? What was that strategy? Run as far as you can into the guy's fist? I, I guess. <laughs> I don't know, man. I mean, they love feeding him these guys that, you know, no one's seen. Where do they find these guys? Uh, same place. Same <laughs> place. <laughs> I, I, seriously, I, but you know, some, I, he's got a tough people one. Some they give, they, yeah, he's got a tough one. Gonzalez, if yeah. that happens. Yeah. Some people, they give a tough road. Some people... <laughs> They just let him go to the top. And CB, how are you? What's going on with you? I'm good. Um, I was actually just going to say there was this funny thing on Facebook about MVP. Somebody posted like the top 15 of Bellator lightweights or world lightweights. And they're like, and MVP has fought none of them. And it was like a reputable MMA page. They hadn't realized the fact that he fights at 170, oh, not okay. a lightweight. Yeah. But um, no, I'm good, man. No complaints. Taking care of the pups, watching a big ass house and... Uh, living life, man. So it got announced today that UFC 200 will be John Jones versus Daniel Cormier. 
the rematch uh, that they announced that today on Good Morning America. They were all on Good Morning America. All the it was Frankie Edgar, uh, it was Nisha Tate, Pans, Paige Van Zandt, uh, Chuck Liddell, Chuck Liddell. Jones. And was Guyman on it too? Nope. No, no, he was on a different portion. Which okay. is, of course, where all the huge MMA news break. <laughs> yes. They're just they're putting this out for a huge promotion, like anywhere they can. They also had the presser today, which was awesome. Yeah, they would now the parts I saw. I saw parts. Of the, yeah, where uh, Daniel Cormier was saying that John Jones looked like a, fought like a bum last week. He barely beat Owens. Maybe that's why he wants it so soon. Like, oh, let's do it July 9th because I, I don't have time to get hurt and you don't have time to get better. You think so? I don't know. I mean, Greg Jackson supposedly said, not, not, I heard it in the corner, he said, enough with the weightlifting. They said he's getting tired. Yeah. He's got too much muscle mass. Yeah, well, that's and, what happens when you put on muscle. You got to oxygenate it. Yeah. So I, you mean, think, I think, I mean, for my, John Jones is beating everyone so badly, aside for the Gus fight. Why would you want to put on 30 pounds of muscle? That just seems like if it ain't broke, don't fix it. At the same time, Jones is one of those guys where he has that addictive personality where he, if he does something, he's, gonna, he's not going to snort one line. He's going to snort the whole bag. In fact, the whole kilo. <laughs> you know, he's not going to lift once a week. He's going to go and become a power lifter. Yes. He just has that. Especially if that's a new part of his game plan, though. I think sometimes guys think maybe what's, what's the – not that he's got a missing component. Obviously, mm-hmm. he's a phenomenal fighter. But maybe he thinks, you know – because he said uh, in an interview, I never really lifted heavy like this. And so maybe he thinks, well, this is going to be a new thing. It'll give me more power. And, but, you know, with that power, maybe you're going to sacrifice some cardio or maybe you're going to sacrifice some of your speed. So um, I don't know. I mean – It seems like it never really works out that well for, like, guys – I mean – like Sean Shirk was gigantic, you know. Brock was enormous. I mean, but think of guys who have. But like Verdum doesn't have. He's like a dad bod type situation. <laughs> no, uh, and a lot of the guys when the TRT and the IV band left, you saw these these bodies just going away, and then their strength gets gets lesser, and everything else that comes with it. But can you think of one amazing? Well, GSP had a gr- had a great build, but didn't have that power lifting. It, it was sort of like a ripped. He's more of like a gymnast. He got a wrestler build. Who? GSP. GSP. Can you think of one guy where powerlifting, it's really paid off? I mean, Yoel Romero looks, look, I don't know if he does powerlift, but he has that. Yeah. You know, Hector has that, that they look enormous. Even, even Yoel has got the wrestler body. I mean, mm. well, to use Shirkin as, as an example, obviously this goes a little ways back, but like that dude lifted obviously heavy, but I remember watching a, like a UFC countdown one time where he was talking about how he did his training, doing like, he would do like uh, seven rounds because he would overtrain, like, and he would do you know circuit training and stuff like that. So he was always pushing cardio, and he would try to keep his heart rate. He said up at like one. He said he try to keep his heart rate at like one seventy for like what happened to shirt half an hour. Like, well, he wanted out. Father, Why do you want out? He wanted out for a long time. Um, after the BJ Penn fight, he kind of floated it back. I mean, he had the Evan Dunham fight, which was an amazing fight. I guess when the guy licks your blood, you're like, I'm out of this fucking he, you know Father what? Time is undefeated. He just, he wasn't, uh, he wasn't doing the things that he wanted to do. His career wasn't going the way it was. he wanted it to go anymore. I mean, he was former lightweight champ, but he got it revoked because he tested positive for steroids. So it wasn't going that way. He wanted to train people, kind of do his own thing. But about, I'd say probably about six months a year ago, he was like, you know, I want to come back. I want to fight this guy. And there's certain times where you're just like, yeah, I don't think that's a good idea at all. Yeah. So he, I don't know. He was, I love watching him fight. And he, 
also he had the, that kind of peekaboo boxing style where he mm-hmm. kept his guard like right here. And we don't see that. Like I mean, think about it, like not wanting the way your career is going. You're number two in the world. I mean, if you're number two in the world at anything, yeah, your career is going pretty good. I mean, you're the number two at anything. That's what people don't realize. I'm like, why? Like, why tip a fighter? Like, I'm like, these guys. Like some of these even girls or guys, they're ranked number 11 in the world. If I was the 11th ranked comedian in the world, I'd be a multi-multi-millionaire. I, I, would, I would be killing like, well, who's the number 11 comic in the world? I mean, you, you got to go like, I don't know who, I mean, as far as money goes. Uh, probably Jeff Dunham is probably makes the most money, right? I ben, think Russell Peters might be Russell top. Peters, uh, Joe Rogan. Uh, but then you got to get like those sick Kevin Hart. Those sitcom yeah, stars. Like top five right now, though. What? Kevin Hart's like top five. Right I'm now. just going money wise. I'm not going like who I think is the funniest mm-hmm. in the world. I'm yeah. going who's like if you had like monetary rankings. I don't obviously don't, I don't think Jeff Dunham is the funniest comic in the world. But I'm going money wise. Louis C.K. Louis C.K. Seinfeld. Seinfeld. Yeah. Chris Rock. Chris Rock. But still, like but, that, we probably just listed a handful. If you were the number eleven guy, you would still be in the top one. David Spade. Yeah, I mean, you'd, you definitely would be up there. You'd be, but whereas you could be the number eleven ranked girl in the world, like Tanya Evinger, is and have seven hundred dollars in your bank account. Right, number, Tanya's number nine. She was just doing construction, and she was doing day. construction last week. It's fucking. I mean, she's not. I mean, that's crazy. It is. I mean, obviously, you got to go with weight class. So you, well, I mean, it, but it, still. But you can still, that's why I don't like the whole pound for pound list, because how do you really tell that? That's, that's a opening Pandora's box on its own. But with Shirk, you know, like, the guy was ultra talented, had the ability to be champion. One of, I think, only two 55-pounders that took down Matt Hughes. And he took him down multiple times when he was going for that title. But... That goes back to the whole thing. Is like the whole giant physique, muscle mass thing. Is that the best thing for fighters? Hell no. Hell no. Lacks. I mean, it shows you one. Oxygen is not the best for those type of guys. Two, they lack flexibility. You know, when you're that jack and you can't wipe your own ass, it's kind of a problem. Especially if you're getting, you know, submissioned or if you're trying to throw with speed. A lot of times, when you're that muscular, you don't throw with speed. You know, a lot of guys don't throw with speed. Speaking like, of which, uh, we, we, we we used to be uh, sponsored by Dude Wipes, right? Yeah. And I, I was I was using that. Dude Wipes for a while. You use baby wipes in your wipe or no? Yeah. You do. You don't. You don't use regular toilet paper. I mean, I do. I, I, sure I, I gotta clean. get back to the baby wipes. That was fucking awesome. My ass never felt cleaner. Why did you? Why did you depart? Because I was getting free baby wipes. So I just went back to the toilet paper. <laughs> oh. so, like I don't know. I'm, I don't feel like going to a. It's kind of weird going and buying baby wipes when you don't have a baby. Well, and, who and, knows like, that though? <laughs> you're not like you're only you're the only like one me. in yeah you're the only one in your head like oh my god these guys are looking at me while I have baby wipes. I don't even know what section. I got plenty in. of use for baby wipes without a baby. Really? Like what? I mean, you can clean up a lot of stuff around your house without having to you know spray and do all this other stuff. Or meals, just, dude. Baby wipes are like magic. You can clean anything. Do you anything. use them for your ass or no? I I have them yeah. in the bathroom. Yes. What do you yeah. think they're used I'm, for in general? Dude, this is what I've always thought too. Like. There's a difference between clean and like sanitary. Like, I don't know when, like, at what age people stop like wiping their ass. Like, with I do, you got to do the baby wipes. Because here's the thing: <laughs> if you, if I came over to your house and say I threw up on your couch, yeah, and then I just took some paper towels and like wiped it up, right? We would both agree that that's not clean, right? Why are you throwing up on my couch? I don't know. Maybe right. I drank so, uh, too much. Go on, or whatever. But I mean, like, you got to get some. You gotta get some cleaning, some uh, moisture, some you know something more than just paper. There was, a, there was this girl in my college who I hooked up with actually, but 
before I hooked up with this other guy hooked up with her, she was drunk and she was giving him a blowjob and she threw up all over his dick. Mm-hmm. Uh, and clean it up. Uh, uh, thanks, there, CB. Uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm sure you'd probably murder her or something. But but now, what would you do? Like like I would obviously like tell her to. Cl- I would I would clean it up. I'd put her to sleep. That would be the end of the hookup session. But could you continue to hook up with a girl after that? I think there's two ways that you could see that. And I know some guys would go, "Oh my God, this girl just threw up on my dick." And then some guys would go, oh my God, my dick's so big, I just gagged this chick. <laughs> That's true. But afterwards, would With you... With the death stare coming from Tyler for those who I'm just see. saying, there's two ways you could take that as a compliment or as a, a crazy Bubba, you heard a girl throw up on your dick? No, I have not. But I know some people that I know some people who have had that happen to them. I guess after and they that, hit him with the old puke and rally. Are you good now? Are you are you straight? You you okay? What a gentleman! You got you got you got a clear stomach now, right? <laughs> so there was a girl one time in college that she was giving me a blowjob, and she's like, you know what? I'm gonna do something freaky. She puts cream all over my dick and starts blowing me, but the cream's not edible. And within 12 seconds, oh, wow. she's gagging on it. Was it, it. like Luberderm or yeah, some shit like yeah, that? Yeah, some kind of like non-edible <laughs> cream. And then I had to like hold her head over the toilet while jerking off. I don't waste the cream, you know. No, I, but, <laughs> I was gonna say fucking. I was gonna say you probably held her fucking hair back while you nailed her from behind. and She's throwing up. No, I did not do that, CB you psycho. But no, I did not do that. But but she did throw up. But it, that was crazy. And then there was a girl one time where. Uh, uh, like women, if you're listening to this, you don't have to get too freaky. Okay, your vagina is enough. You know, sometimes women think like they go out to these sex stores and they get these vibrating condoms or or edible panties. It's just it, it's enough. <laughs> just buy a fruit roll and it's call an, it a night. It's enough. Like right. Like this girl was like, she's like, okay, I'm gonna put this condom on and it and it had it had like a it attached to like this. I don't know. Like the, like a, there was a wire there and it was a vibrating condom. And she put it on my dick and then put it in her so that her vagina would like, it would, uh, which was great in theory, but I'm like, wait a minute, you didn't unwrap this. Did you use this on someone else? Like, I think I just put someone else's vibrating condom on my dick. Oh. She, she claims it was new, but I don't know. I, I, I couldn't get someone else's goo on me, you know? <laughs> Puppy, have you ever had anybody's goo on you or no? <laughs> no? No, I don't do the whole goo thing. <laughs> you, you, you don't do goo at all? Or? Yeah, I hear you. This conversation went south quick. Yeah. Anyway. John Jones to Sean Shirk to, to goo. goo. Vomiting sex. To, yeah, to vomiting. strangers goo. The yeah. point is, get some baby wipes. Yeah. <laughs> that, 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 that is the point. Get some baby wipes. Uh, the other point is, John Jones is going to beat that ass July 9th. You think so? Oh, fuck yeah. And I wanted to say, there is John has a great reason. You can't tell if it's 100% the reason that, it, that he fought that way, but... He had a fucked up week leading up to that fight. His mom had her leg amputated. Damn. That'll fuck you up. Yeah. I don't care who you are. That'll fuck you up. Right. And for DC, oh, you look like a bum, and you fought Owen St. Prue, you look like a bum. Okay. Well, this bum just whooped your ass last time. Well, you know what? DC, I like DC. He's not good at smack talking at all. He's, no, he's terrible at, all. at it. Uh, and the thing is, like, he's like, okay, he keeps calling him junkie, okay, junkie, which I'm sure it gets to the point. But at the same time, there is a pro, especially in the U.S. There's a huge drug epidemic in the U.S. And sometimes being a drug addict, or you know, is not necessarily the person's fault. It's you have to take responsibility for your own problems. But calling someone a junkie, someone could have drug problems, and it's not making you look good by calling someone else a junkie. It's just, it's just not. It's, it's not endearing. 
and a lot of people know people with drug problems or they've had drug problems in the past. It's, and just calling someone a junkie, there's just better things to say about them. You call them a, I don't know, you can call them a hit and runner or uh, you can call them <laughs> an asshole or you can call them a coward for running away from the scene of an accident or you can call them a douchebag. But calling them a junkie is not the best thing to say. If I was his shit-talking coach, I would say junkie, take it out of the vocabulary. Yeah, uh, you would also have to throw out the whole hit and runner. Hit and runner is pretty good <laughs> because come on, hit and runner. Shut up, John! You, you freaking hit and runner. That you would laugh if you heard him say that. Everyone would laugh in the crowd. You know what I think would be a good idea? What's that? And this could bring comedy into MMA. You get good comics like you guys oh, come in there and write material for these guys to go to the presser. I've done it and before. Have to learn it. Could, I've done that it before. It would be funny because would Cormier would have shit to say. I've no, done like, it before for big comics, for no, big fighters. Would, yeah. Fighters have called me up and uh, hit me up and said, hey, give me some jokes to say about my opponent. And that I've would be it. fucking hilarious. But they would yeah. mess it up, though. A lot of times they would be like, man, I, I messed the punchline. I'm <laughs> supposed to say this first and yeah. then I'm supposed to close with that. And they would just mess it all up, especially if you're really, really emotionally invested you're like well you and then you just smash that joke you don't even get <laughs> it off clean you gotta be relaxed and you gotta practice in the mirror and all that good shit Comedy. meanwhile so I'm on this I'm filming this show next week for MTV and I have to tell stories which is hard for me because I'm a joke teller there's like joke tellers and the storytellers uh, so I've, I've I've been working on stories and it's been good for me it's a good challenge but it's damn it's, I've, it took me like I've been turning my jokes into stories and connecting them and this and that and it's it's a it's an interesting thing. It's it's good because you 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 stay Tyler. You like stay in the in the story yeah. in some ways, but at the same time, I feel like I'm not some of the tricks or some of the ways to engage the crowd. I've had to kind of re retool it. It's a different skill set, man. Because the stories you got to have a beginning, a middle, and an end. You got to yeah. have an arc. You got to have punches throughout to keep yeah. people engaged. It's tough, man. But yeah, I like uh, it though. Yeah, I'm a storyteller personally. Really? Whenever I tell, like you know, whenever I get my boys around, we tell jokes and stuff like that. I'll, I'll take them through a, through a story, a maze, <laughs> a maze of stories. Where at the end, I drop the climax on them, and they're like, "Bubba Jay's the best ever." See that? <laughs> oh, that, oh, <laughs> nobody says that. That's the thing for a good for a good comedy story. It's got to have a good, uh, like I said, a beginning, middle, end, and, and you got to have a good button at the end. Yes. It's got to be a big, strong punch. And um, sometimes, like you get these great real life stories, like this story that you just told about this night with Dave Chappelle and John Mayer. That's insane, dude. Yeah, insane. But what's the how do you you know what's the and big then part? he walked away with one sock on and that was that and everyone's like oh <laughs> shit he dropped away with one sock oh my god <laughs> yeah no I didn't have one, one. Sock well, that was not a, that's not a, that's not a comedic story I mean the comedic story would be like uh, it was a great best night ever or maybe I just smoked too good of weed and, and none of it happened or something you know or that, that didn't wasn't a great crunch. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I hear you. No, but that's what I'm saying. In real life, a lot of times stories don't wrap up. With oh, I know. People so go, I gotta, guess you had to be there. You got to exaggerate, yeah. or you got to <laughs> add. You got to add something to it. You got to exaggerate a little bit. But I mean, that's a that's a crazy story. Oh, it's if nuts. you could find a nice button for it, dude, that'd be uh, a really cool thing. Because it's that's crazy. It was crazy. It was it was nuts. Uh, I had the most amazing time, and I liked that there was no cameras. It kind of first of all, I hate going to a show. And having sitting on like standing and watching the show and have everybody in front of me with their fucking phones on Ugh. because 
It makes them five times taller with their fucking arm extension. And I'm not the, the tallest guy in the world. So now I really have to like, you know, find a good spot to see it. And second of all... Or it's like, like you're watching a bootleg concert. You're not even there all of a sudden because you, all you see is the fucking phone taking yeah. video. Well, we get, we get so used to the screen. And I see people all the time doing that where they're watching... It's like with kids too, man. I don't videotape my kid that much because, I mean, I want to have videos and pictures of him, but I also want to experience it for myself while it's happening. If he's riding his bike or something like that, it's like you see these people just watching their life through their screen and we're so used to that, man. But also, I mean, look, a part of me wanted to like, I knew if I would have took a a video of, (laughs) you know, Stevie Wonder, John Mayer and Nas and Dave Spall on stage, I would have got a shit ton of likes on Instagram. I get kid and play. uh, And kid and play. (laughs) I would have got a shit, but at the same time, so what? You know, like, is that worth ruining my own experience to be there? Uh, It's like everything we do now is is for the approval of others. I was just about to say that. didn't happen, bro. Like, Facebook or Twitter or whatever, people post these videos and they're more concerned with what everyone else thinks of their experience than them actually being there and being like, being able to even tell a story. Like, you meet up with your friends and you're like, guess where I was last night? You're never going to believe it. I saw it on Facebook. Next. I know. Uh, well, fuck you then. All right. I know. But it was crazy. I'm not going to lie. It, and then, Of course it was. And I, you know what? I actually, and then I went on Twitter and I, I, I like tried to see if anybody had video of it. And then there were people with videos. People were actually posting videos. You know, there were people. Of course they were. But, I, but was, and a part of me wanted to do it. But then I'm like, you know what? Even if I do post a video, Dave Chappelle's going to know exactly who posted the video. That's, <laughs> another, like, that's another thing is I was going to say. You were actually personally invited yeah. by Dave. So it's like, uh, I just saw some dude post on uh, Facebook about, like, you know when guys, like comedians will do a show at the Comedy Store or something like that or, or Laugh Factory or wherever and they do a show with, say they do a show with Dave Chappelle and then they'll post a picture and try to be like nonchalant like, oh, me and Dave hanging at the Comedy Store. It's like, dude, you're fanboying out yeah. and you want everyone to think that you're just like, Kicking it with you know so and so, but that's like, what I do on my Tuesday nights. <laughs> hang out with Dave Chappelle. Oh yeah, that's Stevie Wonder on my piano. <laughs> yeah, that's what I yeah. do. Dude, it was crazy though. It was crazy watching Stevie Wonder because he, he goes on stage and he's looking at the band, and then someone had to like turn him around to face the audience. <laughs> you know, and I shouldn't be laughing right now. Right? No, but and I'm pretty sure he knew which way the audience was. I, I'm sure. I'm pretty, but it was still kind of like. Yeah, I mean, there's. The quiet people, and then there's yeah. the band. But, but I'm also yeah, like, yeah. it's just funny yeah. watching them turn. But Stevie Wonder, man, he he didn't miss it. He, he was he loved it. He kept le- doing like three songs, leaving, coming back, doing four more songs, leaving. It's like he just couldn't get enough. You know, if it, I was Stevie Wonder, I would always be getting high. Be I'd be high as hell. No one would know. You think he was care. stepping out to smoke weed? I mean, that, that's probably, initially what came to my head. He's probably yeah. stepping out to check on his kids. <laughs> he's got like 30 kids. Right? Yeah. Is he really? Yeah. Uh, Stevie Wonder is, is putting it down. Is the same woman or different? No. Oh, really? He's the only good father. Does he think it's the same woman? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that would be like, hey, listen, I, don't, I shouldn't pay child's part on this one. I thought it was the same. <laughs> I, I thought it was yeah, my To wife. an extent, can he always play the denial card then? Like, yeah. how the fuck am I supposed to know? I can't fucking see he, him. Yeah, he may really. have a heightened sense of taste and smell. <laughs> yeah. like, uh, listen, her vagina tastes exactly the same as this one. <laughs> I would love to be on trial for that one. <laughs> Be on the jury. Uh, I love taste both those vaginas. Yeah, he's right. Stevie's got a point. <laughs> Not guilty. Uh, I love eating a vagina. You, you still eat your wife's vagina or no? Uh, dodgeball. Uh, how are you? 
What, do I still yeah. eat Bubba's wife's vagina? Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> Adam, you still eat what you wife's vagina? Yes. How long till after the kid comes out? I mean, is there like a, like a, like, like, do you, do you have to give it like a couple weeks after the kid comes? Because that's some pretty nasty shit that comes out of there. Is, is it, I well, mean, we, we had, had a placenta. We had, no, <laughs> no, we had surgery, so she didn't, dream didn't come out. Oh, through. is that why? Because you wanted to keep eating her vagina? No, oh. no, that's not why, but it, it was a plus afterwards right. <laughs> you know after I was like he's yeah. like not right you now you didn't ruin things here. for me bro <laughs> you know what no he he probably would I mean he's an 8 pound baby but no he didn't ruin things for me at all, it was, all right. things right. he came out with singlet on Yes, Tyler. How 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 long did you you wait after you had the kid to go back down there? Dodgeball. Really? <laughs> Come on. Hey, good call, Tyler. Listen. Call. Uh, speaking of vaginas, we're gonna call Patrick Cote right now. No, <laughs> <laughs> oh, <I'm kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna call Patrick Cote uh, right now. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I think he just got married. I'm pretty sure he just got married, or he just got engaged. Uh, he's got a big fight coming up against Donald Cerrone. It might be one of the biggest fights of his career. I mean, if he beats Donald Cerrone, he's right back in the top five. Mm, Donald Cerrone's not 170, so that negates a little bit of that. Well, he said he's had some big fights. I mean, obviously Anderson uh, Silva, Silva, yeah, Tito Ortiz. But but for where he's at on this current uh, kind of it's resurgence, it's Colmaine. Yeah. Hello. Hey, is this Patrick Cote? Yes. How are you, man? You're on the MMA Roasted Podcast. It's me, Bubba Jenkins, CB Gold, Tyler Bowe. How are you, buddy? Hey, how you doing, guys? Good, good, good. Now, did you just get married or engaged, or what happened? Oh, engaged, engaged, yeah. I did uh, engage when uh, we went to uh, our Hawaii trips, and uh, right in front of the, the Jurassic Falls uh, from the movie, so... Nice. I put the yeah, I put the the, the engagement, uh, the asking of uh, married on another level, I think. So that that was cool. <laughs> well, congratulations. Is that because you were around during the dinosaur age, so you wanted to see? Like, is that why? Or yeah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, my my wife is pregnant now, so that was just part of the. It is what it is. Nice. You know, it's good. It's cool. Congra- well, congratulations, man. Yeah, you, Thanks, man. You deserve nothing but the best. You got a big fight coming up against Donald Cerrone in, uh, in Ottawa, right? Exactly. Yeah, June 18. Now, is, it, now is, that, is that where you're from, Ottawa? No, I'm in Montreal right now. It's like two hours drive, so it's not that far. It's, gonna have a, it's already sold out, too, so it's going to have a lot of people from here. Nice. I mean, they're all going to be rooting for you. Uh, you're going to have the hometown. Now, Donald Cerrone recently said after he beats you, uh, then he wanted to fight against Con- against Conor McGregor, right? Or no, against Nate Diaz. And to which you said, whoa, whoa, whoa. hold on, motherfucker. Uh, uh, you're not beating me, correct? Correct. You know, uh, he's coming to my own turf, man. He's, he's the fan favorite normally, but he's not going to be fan favorite for this one. Uh, this is my crowd. This is my people here, and uh, you know what? Props to him to come in, in in my in my country. I'm like 17 and one here, so props to him to come here and uh, trying to to beat me. But uh, you know what? He, this is a good good uh, style for me. I, I like him as a fighter, uh, and uh, as as a person, I think he's a little bit uh, cocky. He's a little bit over his head a little bit. But uh, you know what? It's, it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun fight for the crowd. It's, I, I can't wait, man, and it's, it's great, man. It's great that you have this like resurgence. How many fights have have, uh, have you had? Uh, 
right now I've um, I have 19 fights in the UFC. It's gonna be my my 28th fight in the UFC. Yeah. So 20th in the UFC, but how many in general? In general, it's uh, thir- uh, 30, 32. You've had 32 fights. You've never yeah. been knocked down. Uh, have you ever? No. Have you ever been hurt? Uh, yeah. Every time, but I've never been rocked. You never seriously. You've never been rocked in thirty-two fights. What is the secret to net? Because Bubba uh, Jenkins uh, has been rocked in every one of his fights. Uh, <laughs> and I'm, so, what is, is it? What is the secret to never being rocked in a fight? Uh, man, I have no idea. I'm, I think I'm just lucky, man. And I hope I'm gonna finish my career like that. Uh, it's good. It's good to. It's good to know that uh, I can take a punch, so I can go there and. Not being scared of exchange toe to toe, but you know, with age and all those things, experience you learn now about uh, you know fighting differently. You know, I I don't need to go there and just make a war. And uh, you know, I already made my name with this sport, so I don't need to to go there and get all stopped after the fight. You know, I fight more smart now, and uh, that's the thing. But uh, yeah, you know, I'm just, I'm just lucky, man. I think you, you can train that. You know, I can go to the gym and. Ask my training partner, come on, punch in my face. I want to have a good chin. That's not, <laughs> not working like that. You know, I, I, I wish, but it's not working like that. That's amazing. Now, um, you're, a, you're a black belt in jiu-jitsu, right? Black belt? Yes, under uh, Fabio Landa BTT. Yes, and you also have extreme power. It seems like you're going to have the advantage in power in the fight. He may have the advantage in speed. How, how are you working on that? Oh, yeah, it's maybe, you know, I, I boxed with some professional boxer and uh, some, some world champion in boxing. So, you know, the speed, it's, uh, I don't know, man. It's, I'm, I think I'm 170. I'm pretty fast and uh, I still have power. So I've, I've, I'm not worried about, about his speed. His speed. Uh, he's, he's very uh, he's very creative in his, uh, in his offense. You know, he has a good combination with kicks and punch. But at the end of the day, when he's going backward, he's, he's, very, he's, not very, he's not very good. So the thing is, I'm just going to have to put pressure on him. He's a slow starter, and uh, he crumbled under the pressure. So that's, that's the thing. I'm not hiding my game plan. I'm not hiding anything. We're both veterans. We know each other very well. So that's exactly what I'm going to do. I'm going to put pressure and finish the fight. That's it. I can't wait for this fight. I mean, it's unbelievable. Now, you were... You were married, and then you got divorced, and now you're engaged again. Does your ex-wife, has she been seeing any of the pictures that you've been put up with your new wife? No, I've never been married before. Now, come on. I've been in a long relationship before, but never been married. Uh, that's the first time uh, That's the first time I'm engaged, and uh, that's the first time I'm going to marry the girl. So I don't know. I don't know where you you took that story, but uh, yeah, you're right. I've been in a long relationship before. Now, does your ex girlfriend does she make comments on Facebook like when you say I'm engaged? Does like she like it? And then you're like, no, uh, no not really. Actually, uh, I blocked her, so she can't see anything about about my new life right now. I didn't take it to any chance. That's a good move. That's a good move. Now, that's a very good move. Now, what do you think of the whole Conor McGregor thing? What happened? Conor saying he retired, and then he's not retired, and I'm on the card, and he's not on the card. What's what's your thoughts on all this? Man, that, that was that was weird, man. I think he I think he tried to bluff the wrong guy. Actually, the thing is, uh, he tried to bluff a little bit the UFC and the UFC. I, I, it's good because the UFC. 
stick to their plan and they say, no, you're not going to be on that card. And, you know, that would be very, very bad for the company if they make an exception for only one guy. But Connor know, know that he has power. Uh, he has a, a, a lot of leverage in this game. And he tried to, until the end to be on that card, even if he said that he would be uh, retired, all those things. Uh, but I don't know, man. I think he lost a little bit of, you know, the, uh, not fans, but, you know, sympathy about the fans, about what he's doing. He looks like a spoiled kid like that right now. So, so that's the thing. But, hey, he brought a lot of media. He brought a lot of money. But he was very happy to go to all the morning show and TV show, radio show when he was winning. And now he lost it. He doesn't want to do it anymore. So it's not like that. It's not working like that. This is uh, this is the business. You have to take care of. This is uh, you have to take care of the promotion. This is this is why he brought. This is why he got one million in in pain last fight. Yes, he did a good performance, but he he brought a lot of people watching him because. His personality, because he was going everywhere, and now he said he's not paying for doing promotion. Come on, man! This is this is stupid. Yeah, no, and it's also like it's also I think it's disrespectful to his own fans who were planning on going to Vegas that weekend, and all the guys that wanted to see him fight. People, people probably took off that week. They wanted to come see him, and now it's he's just like I, you know what? Now he, you're right. He comes across as a, as a spoiled brat. And, uh, yeah, I know. I know a lot of people. They they're not going to Vegas anymore. You know, I'm pretty sure you know. You know, UFC 200 is going to be sold out. But uh, there's a lot of people. They're very, very angry about about the situation, and it's it's kind of it's not the same. You know, Jones and Cormier. It's it's going to be fun. It's going to be a lot of trash talk. It's going to be a very good hype around that. But it's not the same. You know, it's not the same story about about Diaz and McGregor. Right, right. Now, what do you think about Jones Cormier? Who do you think wins that fight? Uh, as long as I'm not a big fan of Jones, I have to go with him. He's he's a super athlete, man. He's he's a well-rounded fighter. He's super good. And uh, I think his last fight it was just Ring Ross, man. Ring Ross exists. He has like everybody. Even if you think you are over that, he's gonna hit you like a truck when the bell ring, and it's it's bad, man. And uh, we saw we saw him. He was uh. There was there was a lot of great rush on that side, so, uh, and he was lucky that I was against St. Pru. You know, no disrespect to to St. Pru, but I really think that uh, if that would be Cormier in front of him, he might maybe lose that fight. But we'll see. You never know. Know that the 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 story between between Cormier and him is it's very different. So he's gonna fight differently, and uh, it's gonna it's gonna be good. You know, you can have. Better than that, if you don't have McGregor as a main event, it's showing him coordinated the revenge. It's, it's an awesome fight. Yeah, it's going to be great. I wonder if they're going to have another brawl during one of their press conferences because that seems to sell a lot of tickets. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's going to happen. Now, Patrick, uh, you and GSP, really good friends. Has he said anything to you? Not really. Uh, you know, we used to be good friends. Now we know each other. It's very different. <laughs> Really? Uh, we're not. Yeah, we're not. We're not close like we we used to be. But, but that's what happened? Okay, is, it, is it because you date white girls? Uh, me? Oh, I don't know that. We never we never fought for a girl. So uh, trust oh, okay. me, this is right. uh, we're not on a, we're not on the same range. Okay, uh, but uh, <laughs> that's cool. But uh, I don't know. He's a, you know he's living his uh it's very very difficult to to follow his his lifestyle first. 
uh, if you want to, because this guy is he's a freaking superstar. He's a millionaire. So that's the thing that, you know, I live pretty well and all those things, but I like to stay home. I like to throw parties at my house and not going going out and just going out for going out. So that's the thing. But uh, I spoke to him last week, and uh, he said I was still in good shape, and uh, he was watching Dina's movie and all those things. So that's uh, it's good for him, man. He's, he's a happy guy, and uh, he's doing all these uh, TV shows about dinosaur, and uh, that's that's kind of weird. But uh, <laughs> hey, he's just enjoying life, man. Now, now, Bubba Jenkins is eleven and two. Uh, but he's having trouble. He's in Bellator, but they're not, they're not giving him fights. He, he he wants to fight the top guys, but it just seems like they are just ignoring him because because they think he's a boring wrestler. Uh, what advice would you give for Bubba Jenkins? <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. Just he looks like that social media now has worked pretty well. So you go on Twitter, on Facebook, and you try to challenge everybody and say that everybody's a pussy. So it looks like he's working like that now. He's going to have to fight. You have to, you have to throw something on trash talk somewhere to, uh, to make reactions. So that's, that's the thing, I think so. Bubba, you like to respond? If that's the only route, then I have no options. Really? <laughs> I mean, I'm, I don't feel like I, I, I should do that. I don't want to do that because that's not really who I am. I, I really only talk, tra- talk trash to the people who started. You know, for me to pick someone out and then you know start talking trash about them is a little bit hard for me to do because that's not who I am as a re- I, I'm always going to be real. So to get online and be like, hey, you over there, Pitbull, uh, you know, yeah, you. <laughs> you know, just start talking trash. I got to have a reason, you know. And other than, you know, I want to fight them. Everybody knows that the top guys want to fight the top guys. For the most part, there are some guys who want to duck and hide and, and you know do that. But the tough guys want to fight the tough guys. Period. There's no question about that. So when that's obvious, that that goes without saying. So when you don't have the opportunity to do that, you know it's frustrating for a tough guy and a fighter like myself. So all we gotta do is, you know, make somebody talk trash. You want to see me? Come see me. If you don't. You know, keep hiding. But eventually, they got to come my way. So, I, you know, I'm just going to be patient and work on my craft. So when the opportunity presents itself, you know, I can be Patrick Cote. Do you have any questions for Patrick Cote, Bubba? Nah, man. Um, I'm a oh. big fan of him. Go ahead, Tyler. Oh, in the, uh, in the topic of trash talk, I want to hear, Patrick, uh, I want you to talk a little trash to Cowboy in French. In French? Yeah, what would you, what would you say uh, yeah, to Cowboy? I'm just... You know, if I really, really want to pay at the cowboy, I'm going to tell him that I'm eating horsey every morning. You're That's eat- what I'm doing, man. You're eating horses? So oh, yeah, for sure. Here here in, the, in Canada, it's legal. It's not like you guys. It's not, the, not like illegal <laughs> you, in the U.S. Have you been in hanging Canada, out with Overeem? Sorry? Have you been hanging out with Overeem? No, no, never, never. But, uh, you know, I'm... I'm 100% sure I'm not going to get posted because of the horse meat. You know, I'm pretty sure of that. I'm, it's not going to be my excuse if something happens. Trust me. This is impossible. Wait, you're but, really uh, eating horse meat every morning? Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here, it's pretty common. It's, uh, it's very lean. There's bison and, and horse. It's very, very uh, lean, uh, lean meat. But it looks like you guys in the U.S. are freak about it. It's, uh, it's kind of a uh, big, uh, big thing. But here in Canada... And Especially in Quebec, there's a lot of people. Horses uh, is America, bro. So if you beat cowboy, if you beat cowboy, are you gonna? You guys, you guys don't like that. I know that, but it is what it is. So if you beat cowboy, are you gonna eat his horse? 
No, 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 no. No, I can't die, no. no. Oh, come on. That would be great. But listen, Cowboy, I'm, I'm going to beat you up and eat your horse. That would be fucking... No one's ever said that before in a, in a fight. I think that would be a good, I, good, good shit talk. Does, you know? does he have a horse? Does he have horses? I, of right? course he does. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He I mean, he's cowboy, he's bro. He's cowboy. He's a cowboy. Yeah, I don't know about that, man. Sometimes yeah. it's a... I don't know. You know, I'm, I'm not... I'm not, I'm not to- stalking him. I'm, I don't know what he, what he has. I know he has a lot of toys. That's the only thing I know about him. Right? To, be, to be fair, we probably eat uh, Canadian goose down here. So, and that's, <laughs> that's your official bird. Dude, so, Can- sorry. Dude, meanwhile, yeah. Canadian chicks are the best. Honestly, <laughs> I, I, I did shows in Edmonton and Calgary. Are you- and before I had a girlfriend, well, I'm a loyal guy now. That was that was that was <laughs> a, that was a great go-to place to pick up chicks. Canadian girls, they're just fun. They, 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 are not. They have no. Even the hot ones, they're super sweet. They're super cool. They're down for for almost anything, and they're just, they're just very liberal, hot, beautiful women. Right, Patrick? Exactly, man. Super beautiful woman, and uh, very easy to to talk. They're, they're, they want to meet people. They want to have fun. They want to party all the time. Yeah, they put and, out uh, too. Super, everybody's super nice, uh, especially in Montreal here. Everybody's super nice. You go out and. Uh, you try. You go to try to to, uh, to talk to a girl, and she's, she's not gonna slap you or something like that. She's gonna she's gonna answer you. She's gonna talk to you. Yeah, no, I love it. So if I if I went up to a Canadian girl and I was like, "How are you doing?" Uh, I know this great little horse restaurant around the corner. <laughs> <laughs> That'll work. She, no, Canadian girls, they're not the brightest, too. Like, hand jobs, <laughs> hand jobs are like blowjobs to them, right? I mean, they pretty much, they just go right because, because of the whole exchange, uh, rate. exchange rates. <laughs> <laughs> like, 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 third base is like anal in, 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 in like, Canada. Am I, am I right, Patrick? It's depends where, where you are. If you go to Ontario, you not even go to the third base. It's very boring over there. So if you come here in Montreal, you're probably going to hit a home run. Oh, yeah. Yes. just Oh, it's, it's great. It's good. They just skip finger banging. They go, they go right to... It's, it's, a, it's a great... Bubba, you would, honestly, if you thought ASU girls were easy, Canadian... And there's, not, there's like three black people in Canada. You would... I've been national treasure in you Montreal. You would, man. You'd be one of... It would be you, uh, Antonio McGee. Isn't he Canadian? Yeah. yeah. And then... Uh, who, who, and then Gary Goodrich. Drake. You'd be the only... And Drake. Like, well, like, Drake is, Drake's half black. So, yeah, you would, you, would do, you would kill it in Canada, man. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Well, listen, Patrick, always a pleasure to have you on the show. Uh, thank you so much. Look forward to your fight. Uh, thanks for everything, brother. Thank you, guys. And uh, I hope you're going to see. I'm going to be on the inter- International Fight Week in uh, July. So oh, if nice. you're there, let's, uh, let's do something. I would love that, man. I, yeah, I got a show at the Stratosphere all weekend, International Fight League. So come to a show, my treat. We'll hang out afterwards. Drinks on me. All right. Sounds so good. Take care. Canadians are good people. You ever been to Canada? No, I've never been to Canada. Really? Nope. Nope. Um, when I was when we were wrestling at, um, I was at the OTC in Colorado and getting ready for Junior Worlds, and uh, the Canadian team came to the to the OT to the training center for us to you know kind of have a scrimmage with. They have great wrestling there. It was, it was not a good show for them. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, they, it no, was they, not a good show getting, for them. I actually, I, I was at a tournament when I was in a. In eighth grade, I went to uh, a wrestling camp at BU. Uh, Carl Adams, you know Carl Adams? Nope. He's a coach at Boston University, and it was the big tournament at the end. And I went up against 
this kid in, in like from Canada, and he would have beat me, but he but it was like oh, it was a free, He was doing a freestyle, so he was getting no points for missing. He was just throwing your ass around. Yeah, he was like, I ended up beating him like four to three freestyle. He won like seventeen to two or something, you know. <laughs> but he just, he just kept t- like 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 doing like barrel rolling, you know, like uh, like through, but not getting yeah. not holding me on my back. We had this kid on our team that did uh, did Greco in the off season, and when we wrestled, that like you know, I mean, this is in high school, and he. Uh, he just you're like dude you can tack the legs you can do trips shoot a double <laughs> shoot a double bro all upper body <laughs> yeah just all trying to do greco and you're like no usually when you um do uh usually when you have guys on the show yeah i usually have some kind of relationship with them i've seen them talk to them once or twice or something. i've never you know ever even ran into kote and you know for him to try to give me advice that was pretty cool oh but, he's the best yeah, he's, he's a, a cool super guy. nice guy but, but he's interesting though but the whole shit talking that's not your style and i I mean, people get me wrong. They're like, oh, you should talk all the time. I do, but usually something has sparked me. I don't just wake up one morning and look look at the land and say, who is just what was kind your tweet of about, mining their about own Bellator? business? Was that Henderson, Hendo, Bendo losing? You said I didn't tweet anything about Bellator. You said, you said guys don't fuck around in Bellator or something? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, that wasn't really towards him. That was just in general. Like, it was right when he lost. People, <laughs> think, people think that you know, Bellator is you know, this game that can be played. You can go to Bellator and fight at whatever weight because you know, guys over there aren't the toughest. Listen, you locked that cage and went and went one of the top Bellator guys, and it's no different from being in any other organization. So it was redirected to Bendo going up to 170 and fighting that guy. I can either confirm, really, <laughs> oh, or, or deny. You're I'm, not being I'm honest a, right now? I'm a, I'm a Benson Henderson fan, so, so I can't still. say that I was talking shit to him. But it was right when he lost. The second he lost, you made a tweet. Nah, definitely not, because I had to record it. I didn't even watch it last. Oh, okay. But, <laughs> but, but what I will say is, is it isn't, you know, it's, it's not like we're a play league. You know, oh, it's the UFC and it's there. Like you were saying, there are a lot of guys in the UFC that can't compete with the guys in the Bellator. And there's a lot of guys in Bellator that couldn't sniff the jockstrap of guys in UFC. But because the organization is the UFC, and some people would think MMA is UFC, people forget that if you're a professional fighter in any of the big organizations, you can count any of them, there will be some severe ass beating going on regardless of the transition of The top five guys in Bellator, uh, one thirty five. 145 and 55 would do very well in the UFC. Mm-hmm. Uh, I and it, I, I even think they could even be champion. I think I think I think you would do very well. I think Caldwell. I would love to see him against Dominic Cruz. I would love uh, to see. I would love to see Caldwell versus uh, Aljamain Sterling. That'd be a fun fight to watch. It'd be a great fight. Aljamain's got to get past Caraway. Caraway yeah. is no joke. Yeah, uh, I know. And he's been talking mm-hmm. a lot of shit about Brian Caraway and. Even though Caraway, you look at experience, is that over like uh, 50 fights or something? How many fights has he had, TB? Caraway? That was another thing about Cote. He had a lot of fights, and you're talking about, so how are you trying to get past the speed? You know, this ain't the first fight he was outsped in. You know what I mean? But, like, he's, going to one, but he's going to 170, and he's fighting a guy that's a 55-pounder. Hey, oh, so he's that, seen so it all and done it all. About? Seen it all and done it all. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Caraway. Yeah, no, but I'm saying Caraway. He 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 across off the po- the poster <laughs> of Brian Carey and put Mrs. Cupcake. <laughs> but yeah, I'm gonna be there for that fight. I, that's that's probably, in my opinion, my favorite one of my favorite fights that's on that card. And that card is stacked. What card is that? Stacked. That's the Hannah Burrell, Jeremy Stevens, Thomas Almeida, Cody Garbrandt, Jessica I, Sarah McMahon, Al Jermaine, and Caraway. Um, there's 
that card is stacked. It's a for young, a it's a young up and coming card too. It's a, yeah, I, I like that because all those guys are all except for I mean I mean some of the girls are they've been around but they're still contenders. Uh, there's no there's no there's no fight on that card that you just mentioned where you're like okay it's it's got it's guys that are not going to it's not Diego Sanchez versus Jim Miller who are amazing fighters but who are probably not going to get the next title shot. Yeah. Uh, Cody Garbrandt is right there. Almeida is right there. Yeah, Tarek Safety Sterling and Rick Story is right there. On there. Yeah, they're 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 more veterans. Your boy Chris Camozzi's on there. I love Chris. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of matchups on that card that's going to like separate some guys from the pack of who's going up and who's But I'm telling you, people are counting out uh, Brian Caraway in this Aljamain fight, and while I do think, like we said, Aljamain is the more talented fighter, experience is a bitch, man. And when you, you Brian Caraway has seen has seen some great, he's been in some great fights. You look at the level of opposition, Caraway versus uh, Caraway has seen an Aljamain Sterling before. Aljamain Sterling has not seen a Caraway before. Yeah, yeah, and Car- it, it depends on what. It's all mental with Brian Caraway. Brian Caraway is one of those dudes that he could either. It's like with Ellenberger. You know, on the right day. That's a lot of guys, man. A lot of a lot of people. You don't understand that they can have all the physical attributes that you need to be a champion, and if between their ears is the weakest muscle, they they won't they won't they won't succeed. There's so many people that are head cases. Look at and it even if they the do weekend. succeed, John Jones lost his fucking title. Not anything he did in the cage. Mike Tyson. Really? Uh, look at Mike Tyson, and people say, "Well, Mike Tyson was the best ever." Maybe. Could have been the best ever. There may be a month where Tyson, when he, when it, when Tyson was like a month where he could have beaten anybody, but over a long period of time, he couldn't sustain it. It's really hard to do when all of a sudden you're the you're the top dog. Uh, Ronda Rousey, by the way, made did some interview. Uh, tell us, CB, what happened? Um, it's it's I saw it on the underground. Why'd you have to roll your eyes to get started for that? Because it's it's a little. Kind of like the victim card again, in my opinion. Like, yeah. I, I wanted to be the one that was like unstoppable and that everybody's looking at, and like that person that could do anything. And now I can't be that person anymore, so I have to go back and just be the person that I am and accept that I'm not perfect. Or I'm it not was very. Someone called her Lifetime Ronda. It's, uh, it's a little was, whiny, and uh, you know Ronda Rousey. She's still the greatest female 135-er ever. A legend. Uh, I don't understand. Amazing. She lost one fight. Everybody loses. But it's, and, it's, and that's the thing. It's not how hard you get hit. It's how you hard you can take a hit and that's keep pushing. That's right, Rocky. Like in Rocky. That's what <laughs> that's he said. right, Rocky. You know how many times I tell that to myself during a day? Every day, I'm like, like you put Rocky in the car accidents. That's a, that's a great speech. It's great movie. because oh of God. all the shit that I'm like, oh, I didn't get this. I didn't get that. Oh, I got that. I didn't get this. As a comic, it's not like it's not about getting hit. People tell me, oh, I want to be a comic. Well, how how comfortable are you with failing? Because that's what you're going to do <laughs> for a long time, you loser. On a nightly basis. <laughs> or you set your expectations really high and you can't meet them for a long time. Well, that, but also every 10 jokes you write, seven are not going to work. Which means that you have to be on stage eating your dick <laughs> fucking seven out of ten times. I'd and, like to see that. And not really, but... And sometimes ten out of ten aren't going to work. And then you have to fucking bomb and but it's bomb. Experience. Of course it's experience. There's, there's but, a- but I'm on TV last night. TV. I'm on TV and I'm running a show. I can't watch my show and I'm outside going, hey, want to come see my fucking comedy show to get people to, into a fucking room while I'm on the fucking TV. 
You, like, that's so there you go. If you don't want to see the comedy, you can watch me on TV now. Get your fucking ass in here. Uh, thanks, TV. I'm going to make you the door guy. I'll okay, do it. But, but, I'll but get I, everybody in there. I, I, dude, I, I, dude, you're one of my best friends, TV. You're a good dude. I tell people. I, I go, thought your dog was your best friend. <laughs> according to the Miles, show last night. Miles was so funny in the show last nobody night. Nobody beats my dog. Even man. Miles was looking at Brandon T. Jackson like, <laughs> you ain't doing shit. What are you doing here? I like when he goes, I got, got street hands. You got, you got my money? Were you laughing? I'll be back next week and you got my money. <laughs> Were you laughing when he said, I got street hands? I was, I was laughing at the whole thing. <laughs> I was laughing at them going fishing and then the kid ordering pizza. That was hilarious. That was amazing. Um, I, was, I was telling my girl last night, I'm like, you know, he just picked a random kid to wrestle with. And I was like, imagine he got Max. Oh, Max not, would have emasculated no, no, the shit not, out of him. That's kind of what happened. But I, yeah, I, I, yeah. No, they knew a kid to get. They knew the kid to get. They knew. That's for I don't know sure. which one Max was, but I know that wasn't That him. one with the cut-off sleeves was not having that. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He was, he was his size. Yeah, you better get you a little guy. That's, that's kind of what you, you right here. You, I'm going to go with that you. That kid yeah. is really good. Though. He came. He came in for, He was undefeated in the league in the league until this year. He came. He, he lost a couple of matches. He lost was that the one he lost to the girl? No, no. He lost in the finals. Max lost to the girl. Max was my best kid, which I. But there was no shame in losing that girl. Number well, one. No, that's. I'm just. By the way, I. So this is how fucked up I am, right? Uh, this is this is this is what I'm in therapy. I'm talking to him yesterday, and I wrote it down to my my therapist. So I'm watching <laughs> yeah, the UFC, right? I shoot a TV show that yeah, Saturday morning. I, I fucking killed it. It's the guy from Pawn Stars. I gotta say, I was really proud of how it went. Everyone loved it. The director put me up on Facebook on my wall, going, "You murdered it." Then I get tickets to the fight, right? So I'm going to the John Jones. I'm seeing the greatest fighter of all time. I, I consider the greatest fighter of all time live, you know? And so we're watching fights, and my girl, and I'm taking my girlfriend for the first time. Never been to a fight. So, so she's, she's loving it. She, she's, she thinks, she doesn't know what the rules. And then she, I so you already took her to a fight. No, no, we never went to a fight. So, uh, a, a different girl. Different so, <laughs> so she goes, hey, you want to thumb wrestle, right? So I'm like, all right. So she's really good at thumb wrestling. I, I have never thumbed wrestled since I was three. This okay? isn't going to end well. She fucking beats me in thumb wrestling, right? So now, <laughs> I, fall? I, she well, one, two, three. What, I declare a thumb war. I was I was giggling. It was cute, but she actually, I, I was trying to set her up where you give like your thumb a little bit and then come across, <laughs> and she fucking got me, right? Now the next three fights, I'm like, I can't believe I fucking lost to her in thumb wrestling. I, I'm like, I'm like, I, I'm practicing on my own. Like, <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm trying to. I'm at the UFC fights. <laughs> I'm like, well, man. I'm like, maybe I gotta go back to wrestling. I gotta go back to boxing. I gotta. I can't wait to my surgery. I'm like, how much? You got, you got little fingers. I I do have. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, how much is this actually? She has bigger hands than me. Okay, but I mean, she has nice hands. But 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 I'm saying like, I do have little hands. But the whole time now for like three fights, I'm like, Adam. Let's focus on the fights. Let's, let's not beat it. ourselves up. What am I doing? I got fucking free tickets to this UFC event. Uh, I'm having, a, and then I got over it. But I'm like, the fuck is wrong with me? This is what I'm thinking about. <laughs> this is Bubba. Help. I mean, I'm trying to help. First of all, you got little hands. All right. All right. Second so of all, you don't know unconsciously you like her so much that you let her win. I did let her win. But. The inside of you, the inner man was like, you know what? I'm going to compete until she can beat me. And then that's what you did. You're such a gentleman that you don't even know that you did that. Yeah, probably. You know? Sometimes, Adam, you got to look at the brighter side of things, man. (laughs) It's true. It's true. All right. Let's call Jeff Aronson, by the way. uh, We're we're calling the president of Titan FC. Uh, He's the president, right? 
Yeah, can I ask him if he thinks Bilal Muhammad's delusional too? Yes, we're gonna, we're gonna ask him. We're gonna ask him whatever we want. <laughs> we're gonna talk to. Oh, why are you laughing? I just love that dude. That's you had the craziest story the other night, and you're bummed that your 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 blind bar show was wasn't well attended. And then, like you said, you get the, you shoot a show, you're at the thing, and then <laughs> I'm worried about thumb wrestling. Yeah. I'm fucking. This is actually like this. You love this? This is like my. It's in my head. No, it's just it's just it's one of those things that it's just like it's a little idiosyncrasy that makes you who you are. I uh, love it. Yeah. What miserable? <laughs> Thanks. Man. Adam, I have some advice. What's that? Don't let her beat you up. Let her beat you off. Oh, thanks, man. Appreciate that. That'll make you feel all better. Thanks, man. <laughs> when I'm getting life advice from CB Gold, it's probably the rock bottom. This is uh, really, really. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. If decipher doesn't I work. I do nothing. Decipher. I'm fucking with you. No, you're not. Hello. Hey, is this Jeff Aronson? Yes, is this Adam Hunter? This is Adam Hunter. You're on the MMA Roasted Podcast. It's me. Uh, I'm here with Tyler Bowe, very funny comedian, hey. CB Gold, the guy who knows more about MMA than anybody in the world, as well as Bubba Jenkins. How are you, man? Great, guys. I'm great. I'm on my way down to the uh, American Airlines Arena to watch the Miami Heat play in the playoffs right look, now. Look at, look at your life, man. So the Miami Heat, what, what, uh, is it the first round, second round? Dude, what the fuck do I know? The only thing I watch is MMA. I have no idea. My <laughs> Let's go, Charlotte. For the game with my friends. I don't either. It, 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 <laughs> Miami Heat is the first round, second round. Do you know anything about this? This is the first round, but it's the fifth game. It's game this five. So, okay. so wh- whoever wins right. goes to the next round? No, it's 2 2, bro. It goes to the seven or, or five games? Well, if you win, the first one that wins four games. Oh, okay. okay. So it's a seven game series. Wait, Bubba, so, so is this a big game or not? No, this is a big game. This is a big game. You're, right. you're, you're in a All good right, seat. Cool. This is All the right. advantage game. Yeah, yeah. You got it. It's 2 2 right now. Going back, Michael Jordan might shed some tears. I mean, it's yeah, you're in a good spot. So Jeff, man, you're now you're the are you the CEO of Titan or the president? What what, what exactly are you? Goddamn man, I'm both. <laughs> you're the CEO and president. If you want a title too? I'll give you one. <laughs> <laughs> so you're the CEO and the president, but you used to be the guy from Alchemist, right? Was that was that your company? Right. Yeah. So you had a yeah, management I company. The, I was the chairman. Yeah, I was the chairman of Alchemist Management with uh, MC Hammer, um, Lexus Man, and Nemesis. Yep. Now, what was it like working with MC Hammer? Dude, Hammer is Hammer is the bomb. He's great. He's he's uh, in, incredibly bright. Um, he's a visionary in terms of social media and and the way that you know we go forward. You know, like YouTube originally contacted Hammer in terms of how do we upload video content, go forth to the next iteration, the next generations. And let them uh, be able to get in contact with, with video through the internet. So Hammer is just incredible and just uh, a great personal friend. And, and we still share some business relations. Gotcha. No, I mean, Hammer, uh, probably one of the most talented music. I mean, his, his, his shows were unbelievable. I mean, I'm sure they still are unbelievable. Yeah. Now, no, he's truly a living legend. When I first got into, like, I was graduating from Arizona State and everything, and I was getting into MMA or thinking about getting into MMA, and they were like, yo, MC Hammer's an agent. You know, he's, he's out, he's with this group, Alchemist and stuff like that. I was honestly, seriously considering, like, hitting those guys up and be like, listen, I want MC Hammer to be my agent. I don't care what I got to do. Bubba, I would have signed you in a second. What the fuck happened? You didn't call. Like, you didn't sign. You didn't call. Don't bullshit me now. <laughs> <laughs> no, this was years ago before I realized, you know, it's a sharky shark world no, out there, but I, but I, wa- I wanted to be a part of this new MC Hammer group. Trust me. 
Now, now, yeah. now no, you know what happened? So, so Hammer lent his, not just his name, but Hammer truly was involved in the day-to-day trenches of, of um, Alchemist. And, and it, you know, Alchemist grew to the largest MMA agency in, in the world. And a lot of that, all, all credit um, to the Hammer. A lot of hard work from uh, Lex, myself, Mima. But, but Hammer really had an ability to connect and, and not only connect, but he was able to be the visionary in the group and foresee what was coming next. And, and for that, I give him a lot of credit. Damn. And how many times did you say, was he talking and you were like, stop? <laughs> and then he said, hammer time. Um, you know what? It, it was uncomfortable on conference calls. But fuck you, Adam. There was no reason to say that. <laughs> <laughs> nice. he, always made me, he always made me feel bad. No, of course. I actually, I actually pitched him a show. I was talking to him at the MMA Awards, and I remember him and Lex sitting there. Yeah. And, I, and I, I wanted to have them sing, You Can't Tap This. And then dance, and then that was to be the song they were gonna sing while people wouldn't tap, like. And he he, he just was not feeling <laughs> yeah. that idea at all. Uh, now he you was get, not feeling it. Yeah, he wasn't feeling it at all. But he was very very nice. Nah, sorry. Now um now you got a big event coming up. Tell us about this event. Was it uh, this weekend, right? Yeah. Um. So April thirtieth. Uh, um. Steve Call against Bolio Muhammad. Um. Awesome fight. Awesome fight card. Streaming on UFC Fight Pass, um, you know, just going to be an amazing event. Titan has truly laid out the blueprint for itself in terms of putting out the best prospects against the best vets and the best prospects against the best prospects. And that's that's something that we really do well. And you know, I've I've made it I've made it part of the regime of and the mantra of what we're doing. No free show fights and fans and fighters first. And I want to give real MMA, MMA back in the spotlight. And that's what I think we do best. Now, we, 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 we had them both on the show. They did a press conference on the show. Bilal Muhammad claims that he trains with CM Punk and that CM Punk holds his own against Anthony Pettis in sparring and holds his own against Ben Askren in sparring. Is, can you please tell me that's not true? <laughs> I mean, Anthony. I mean, Anthony is zero three in his last three fights, so maybe. I don't know. <laughs> so maybe <laughs> that's true. I mean, maybe, maybe, but um, against Aspirin, I mean, uh, I don't know. I, I've heard good things about about, uh, about Punk in training, so I don't know. I don't know. I heard. He, I heard he was one in twenty eight in gym fights. I don't know what. That's what I heard. <laughs> But uh, I thought that was I thought that was your record. My record. Oh, no, there's no way I could actually win one fight in the gym, right? So, so it would be zero and twenty nine. Um, I heard you caught. I heard you caught a high double and you brought them down. And they tapped really quick. Of course, but they were seventy. They exactly. were seventy. They, it happened. They were. They were. They were at your age. Now, right? Exactly. Oh, ouch! Got him. Now, now this Titan. Now, how are these guys? Now, are these guys paid well? The Titan guys. Yeah, you know, um, we we really do try. I mean, we we, we definitely stay um, ahead of the curve in terms of you know promotions. We, you know, can can I pay um, UFC money for a fighter? No. Can I pay Viacom money for a fighter? No. But do I offer a significant um, advantage in many ways? Yes. I mean, do I give an out in my contract? If UFC comes calling, yes. 
do I battle test them against other fighters that UFC looks at and says, okay, you know what? He beat XYZ guy. He belongs here. Yes. So am I running something, you know, that's beneficial, mutually beneficial to both parties? Yes. And, and I think that's the most important part of it. Now, I feel you have a lot of good fighters in Titan FC because we have them on the show all the time, but they're not marketed correct. Yeah. They're not marketed correctly. Uh, my uh, example is Andre Harrison. You got a guy who's it's a champ. Kid's an animal. He's what, 8 yep. eight and 0, 9 and 0? 11 and 0. 11 and 0. 11 and 0. He beat Al Iaquinta in high, in, in high school wrestling, according to Al. He, 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 uh, I didn't know that. I he, didn't know that, actually. He beat Des Green. I mean, the kid's an animal. Good fighter, solid Dude, fighter. Not only did he beat Des Green, not only did he beat Des Green, let, let's go back. He beat Cody Bollinger, he beat Des Green, he beat Kurt Hollibo, he beat Steven Seiler. I mean, the guy's a wrecking machine. And, and uh, you know, Andre hasn't finished, unfortunately. And eventually, those finishes will come as he develops. But as a fighter, every time I see Andre, I see another elements in this game coming up and he, he comes from a great camp Belmore um, Kickboxing Academy with Keith Tremble is a great place yeah. and he's, he's certainly getting more and more well-rounded and um, listen it's hard to deny a guy that's beating UFC vets one after another no here's the issue because I'm, I'm on your team and I want to say and the guy yeah. has the guy has 500 followers on Twitter and I go this is bull sure. I go this is bullshit the problem the, the, the problem is is that people don't know him, and they're not going to know him just by watching him on Titan FC. You got to get a way where you could you could have whether it's an even an internet reality show or an internet show where I could watch this guy for ten minutes a week, twenty minutes a week, and I'm like, oh, yep. I know exactly who this guy is. You need like a mini Ultimate Fighter. You could do it virally. Yeah, yeah. You could do it virally, and because that's the issue is that people are not connecting with these people on an so emotional level. Yeah, so I, I agree with you with what you're saying. And what I, what I would tell you also is that more and more resources are being put on site um, from UFC and in and, and, and different elements to do just those type of things. I will tell you that the people that should see Andre are seeing Andre, 100%. Um, Andre is, and, and like we talked about Optimus, you know, I've, I've seen, you know, the best 145ers in the world you know, numerous times, sparring, training, doing whatever. Andre Harrison is the most physically dominant 145er I have ever seen in my life. And the guy that beats him, I don't know if I can find him. Bubba Jenkins. You know, that's, you that's just got to come to the gym, bro. You just got to come to Bubba, California, Bubba, man. Bubba, <laughs> Bubba, I'll tell you what. I'll sign a one-fight deal with you. You fight Andre for the amazing. title. How much? How much? Will, all right, I'm, so, I'm, 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 I'm going to be Bubba's manager. How much? <laughs> how much are you going to give Bubba whatever, for this fight? Whatever, whatever Bubba is getting at Bellator, I'll talk to Scott Cooper. I'll match that number. He could fight Andre on the June on the uh, June 10th card what at Titan because June 10th is going to be a massive card at the Bank United Center, 10,000 seat venue. Bubba, you want Andre Harrison? You got him. Fifty grand. Step up, brother. What about fifty grand? Done. Done. Oh, there's no man that scares me. That's I can tell you that right now. Andre, I know Andre. He's Bye-bye. tough. I just put 50 grand up. I don't make those decisions, bro. I do not make those decisions. Let me tell you right now. I'm, I'll tell uh, you yes. Listen, I'll tell you yes. Yes. Let's do it. 
Adam, you asked me a number. I said, okay. Bubba, is that what you get? I don't even know what Bubba gets. Is this 50 um, grand? No, he doesn't. He doesn't get that. No, <laughs> <laughs> no you, I can neither confirm nor deny, but no. I, 50 grand June 10th, I'm down. You know what I'm saying? That, that's, not a, that's not a question, especially since it's a tough Cole's opponent. Got, but I don't Cole's make those got. decisions. So if you Cole's if you make it happen... If you can make it happen, bro, I'll be there. You know what I mean? I don't make those decisions. Oh, but. how's this? How's this? I'll put the money in escrow tomorrow. 50G, done deal. Wow. I mean, Bobby, you need 50 grand? Oh, I, yeah. Yeah, I can use 50 grand. <laughs> <laughs> can we get but Scott Coker on a something. conference call? Not only would Bubba do it for 50 grand, <laughs> that's three times, four times what Bubba's making over there. But anyway, I'm uh, saying I'll no, put no, it I don't know about all that, dog. Uh, I don't know about all that. But listen, but listen Bubba, I can definitely way, use 50 grand. Fan, all right. so you know by the way, Bubba, I'm a huge fan. No so doubt. You know. 50 grand right. to, beat, to beat the Titan FC champion. You beat the Titan FC champion. Then you're the Titan FC champion and you're the belt and you'll be the bell tour. It's I mean. all love because, one, this man just offered to give me 50 grand. So anybody, <laughs> I don't care what I got to do, anybody who's offered me to give me 50 grand has just made it to my Christmas list, okay? <laughs> second of all, second of all, he he's doing this because he knows Andre Harrison is a tough a tough competitor and I know yep. he is too I, there's there's no question yeah, about it he that he believes in yeah. his fighters because I've seen yeah. this guy I mean he yeah, he is yeah, physically imposing but he's not sure. an NCAA champion he is not but it's, this ain't this ain't wrestling so we would just have to see what it gonna be I but I don't make these decisions and, so and I'm saying yes let's do it so you know because I like you a lot and, and, and I think you're an incredible athlete I've watched numerous times I'll be the first one with the smelling salt to wake you up. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> shit. He's saying he put you to sleep. That's that, what he's saying. There's no fucking way. There's no way. But honestly, I like Andre Harrison. But honestly, Bubba Jenkins on a different level. Uh, no di- chance. Different no level. six-week camp starting Does Andre today. have knockout power from his back? <laughs> and my question is, and my, my question oh. is, is this fifty to is this fifty flat or fifty to show fifty to? Oh, win? this is no, this is fifty. This is oh well, that's a good question. Wait, this, I, ain't, I ain't walking away with less than fifty. That's for sure. In my pocket. <laughs> <laughs> I got I got people who no, look out for me, dog. Oh, uh, no, that's no. It was fifty flat. No, You're fucking getting him less. No, it's fifty. Yeah. It's fifty grand. You said an escrow tomorrow. All Bubba's got to do is. And I would. And I, I'd be more than happy to put that fifty in escrow tomorrow. No problem. Done. Wow, this is the best podcast for you ever, Bubba. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, when you get a genius like this on the line, it's only going to make for good for good music, you know. But yeah, I'm there. Bubba, thank you for the compliment. It's only going to get you everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I'm there June 10th at 145 pounds for 50 grand. Let's All right, do it. I can't so wait for this fight. Adam, I probably Adam, yes. You make it happen. Get Scott Coker on the podcast. All right, no, no problem. In fact, after that, we should also do we should do Bellator versus Titan. We should, Done. We should get more guys. Up. Winner take all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Bellator, Bellator versus Titan. Winner take all. June tenth. Thank United Arena in Miami. Get Scott on the line. I'm done. I'm cool. That would be great. You tell me the divisions. I'll do 125. I'll do 145. I'll do 155. How's that? See, what do you think? I think my head just exploded. <laughs> <laughs> no, but what do you think of, 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 like, of these? I mean, who's the best guy in Titan at 155? I don't know. Give me a minute. I'll let you know. <laughs> uh, Aren't you the CEO? You know, I have so many deep. I mean, is it, have, is it Pat got, Healy? I got a deep roster. Isn't it Pat Healy? I, I got Pat Healy at 155. I got, I got uh, Jeezy Cavacanti at 155. 
Oh, I got Chiefs in the belly at 155. Yosemite Daniel at 155. I'm good. I'm good. Don't worry about me. I'll find my Yeah, guy. But, th- but those guys are good. But are they Michael Chandler, Will Brooks, uh, some of those guys? Uh, MVP, what's 170? I'm, I'm, I'm comfortable. How's that? I'm comfortable in my decision. This I like guy, it. This is the guy who believes in his fighters. He has good fighters. He Although, has he has great fighters. One of the best fights I've ever seen. I, I'm pretty sure it was Titan was Vinny and Jason Brills for the light heavyweight. Yeah, yeah. A few yes, months yes, ago, that was amazing. Correct, yes. Now, when are you going to add women to the card? You know, you know, Adam. That's a great question. The women bring it. Like they bring it hard. So, um, you know, I have a great relationship with Shannon Knapp. Shannon's awesome, and and uh. I've always forwarded my uh, my girls up to Invicta, whether Shannon wants them or not. Um, but being in Miami now, um, if there are some if there's some really top talent here, I'll do some fights. I mean, I'm down for it. So we're actually looking right now, and uh, there's there's some you know really good talent at uh, at in the female division. So we'll see. I love it. All right, so we're going to make headlines. We're going to have the Bubba headline. We're also going to have that you're challenging the top three guys in Bellator versus Titan on the, on the uh, June yeah. card in Miami. And that, w- that can be – and we can figure out the, the weight divisions later, but I'm 100% down. Bellator versus Titan on June 10th. Let's make it happen. I love it. I love it. Well, listen, Jeff, uh, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. We will get in touch with you very shortly. Uh, (laughs) You are the best, dude. Adam, you just got some crazy headlines. I I love it. I love it. Jeff, you're a great guy. Have fun at the game. Thanks, buddy. I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. Did that, that was really a... just fucking happen? <laughs> that was awesome. What do you think? I thought it was awesome. You got six awesome. weeks. I, I, actually, I'm getting giddy, excited, thinking about a fight that's not going to happen. Why? <laughs> Come on. Oh, it's you not going to happen. going to let him go to a UFC-owned uh, organization? Yes. yes. 50 grand if he's putting up the money? No, it's not going to happen. Why would why, 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 he's got a manager? You got to talk to his contract. Yeah, I mean, of course, stuff. me as a fighter. I, June 10th on wait send the 50 grand I'm there like I said I, I, I'm afraid of you no six man six weeks I'll, and three days uh, that's not the two point days. That, that wouldn't be the point I mean where's this guy better than you at striking being in the organization striking the guy, the guy has no finishes I don't know. I he, know he ain't but out he's gonna long. he's gonna be there to wake me up with bath salt or whatever. <laughs> with and I like. I'm never been knocked out. So and Andre uh, Harrison's yeah, a beast, but where? No, he is, uh, but where tough, is he? Man. But where is he better than you? I mean, I, wrestling, no. Striking, no. Grappling, submissions, offense. I don't think he really has that many. He's probably more aggressive because I like to. I like to let the fight happen. He probably tries to dominate into a fight. Being a wrestler background, I, I've evolved a little bit from my, you know, dominant, dominant, impose my will kind of style. But man, that'd be a that's that's one of those fights that like I want to see. You know what I mean? Yeah. If I was an Adam Hunter, I'd be like, yo, some way somehow I gotta make this shit happen. Fifty grand. But, I just got you fifty grand. Yeah, yeah. Get, Tyler almost got you only 25. Yeah. <laughs> no, Tyler was trying, trying to give me 100. 100. <laughs> He's like, no, well, 25 to Michelle. And Bubba's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And how's he going to say that are you're you, only making you 12 five com- on Bellator? Are you not yeah, confident no, in Bubba's ability to win that fight? Oh, I'm definitely confident in Bubba's well, ability to win that 50. fight. Yeah, and yeah. he's going to get fight of the night. Bonus. I thought it was funny that, that he's like, oh, you're making 12-5 in Bellator. I'm no. like, and then Adam's going to get a commission for uh, nah. for make, inking the deal. Yeah. I, I actually 
have one quick question. What's that? Does he have issues with you? Because he was talking shit a little bit, or he's just having fun. Oh, he's having fun. Okay. No, that's who he is. He definitely. You he's know. just got that like. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is he from like New York or something? If he had issues, he wouldn't come on the podcast. Oh, well, I don't know. You know. Uh, by the way, I want to thank our sponsor, Decipher. Listen, they they do life coaching, uh, career uh, mental coaching, career micromanagement, as well as the contract negotiations. All right. They help everyone from CEOs to actors, MMA fighters, boxers, comedians, salespeople, house moms, and yes, even porn stars. Okay, call them up. Use Roasted for 10% off. Decipher. Also, tip a fighter. Fighters, we, 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 listen, we've been talking about this forever. We've got to get fighters more money. Bubba Jenkins has come up with a way where you could tip the fighter. I, I, tell, I, I saw Kyra. I did it. I, I tipped Kyra last week because I was like, I've never seen a twister ground and pound before in my life she pulled it off that girl deserves a tip and if you see people out out, out there that are doing really good things make sure you tip them are you, who are you texting right now your manager I was gonna say he's <laughs> on with everybody he can right now <laughs> trying to make this shit happen <laughs> yo you say can I use 50 grand yeah, I could probably use 50 grand yeah. June Tim sounds about yeah sounds about 50 right 50 grand I mean right I mean that's that's good money that's, uh, that's, that's, that's you'd be one of the that's one of the Topper would, guys, right? That's 50 grand. A lot of UFC guys get their top guy at, at the weight division. So, anyway, we're going to call right now somebody who's trying to. grand in a belt and I'm still in Bellator? Be. We're calling someone who's, who's uh, had got a record of um, 55 wins and 79 losses. Uh, however. Is that Sh- real? Yes. Shannon Rich. However, according to him, he has 112 wins. Uh, he was in the MFC, Pancras, K1, Pride, King of the Cage, WEC, and Bum Fights 3. Um, <laughs> I, I'm not kidding. He was in Bum Fights 3. Uh, and he just fought two days ago. And he fought two days ago in Combate America. And he's trying to get a bare knuckle fight with Bobby Gunn. Oh uh, we are going to call Shannon the Cannon Rich Listen right here, now. Boys. I don't know if that's a <laughs> Why is good this idea. <laughs> Talk about bad matchups. You fighting bums? You ain't fighting Bobby Gunn. <laughs> yeah, but he's fought. He's fought a who's who of fighters. He, he fought right. some really good fighters. Right. He fought Sakuraba and Pride. Shannon BJJ. Hey, how's it going? Is this Shannon? Hey, hey you're yeah, on the, Shannon Rich. Shannon, you're on the MMA Roasted podcast. It's me, Bobby Jenkins, Tyler Bow. As well as CB Gold. How are you, man? Hey, good, man. How are you guys doing? Good. It's an honor to have yeah. you on the show, man. You've, uh, I was looking at your fights last night. You've had so many fights. Uh, SureDog has you at 55 <laughs> wins, 79 losses, but you said it's 112 wins, correct? Yeah, yeah, 112 wins, 92 losses, and two draws. All right, 112 wins, 92 losses, two draws. Uh, you've had so many fights, and you had a fight on Monday, right? Yeah, I just fought Monday night, took a fight on two days' notice. Nobody else would step up. And, you know, my my banter is anyone, anywhere, anytime. So they needed a guy to fight Tony Lopez, who's the super heavyweight champion, heavyweight champion, and light heavyweight champion for King of the Cage. And I'm a middleweight champion, former middleweight champ. So uh, uh, this promotion asked me, hey, would you step up and fight Tony? Nobody else is going to want to do it. And I said, sure, I'll fight. And uh didn't go my way, but, you know, still a good fight. Okay, and did you, was it how how long did the fight go? Did you what was was it a stoppage or? <laughs> yeah, it was like a minute and a half, two minutes. Uh, Tony got me in a, a front choke, standing guillotine. Now you got to remember, he's six foot five, six six. I'm five nine. I tried to shoot in, and um, yeah, he grabbed my neck and got the those damn guillotines. 
Now, why did you yeah, take damn guillotine? Now, if the guy outweighs you by eighty pounds and you've only had two days to train for it, why would you take this fight? Well, he didn't actually weigh in uh, overweight. We we did a catch weight at like two ten. Right. Um, he came in at two ten. So you know, I'm, I walk at two oh five. So oh, okay. it wasn't like he was much heavier. He's just a lot taller. Nice, nice, nice. Okay, I have been training for <laughs> weeks, but you know who cares? Two days, forty-eight hours. You're there. Tough guys mentality. <laughs> you, I mean, you are it is what it is, right? You're forty-five years old. I also read that you were in Bum Fights Three. Uh, what was that about? Oh, they were just all it was. More or less, is they were paying uh, uh, bums, literally guys, homeless guys on the street to fight. <laughs> so, <laughs> That's what they were doing. So, uh, did you fight the bums? No, no, no. I was uh, as a referee. Oh, you're a referee. Okay, okay, okay. I was gonna say. Yeah. I was. Yeah. I was worried that you were. Yeah. Now, now, one. You actually you fought Sakuraba in his prime in Pride. That must have been a crazy yes, experience. I did. Dude, that was the best time of my life, man. Uh, actually, September 27th, I get a phone call from Don Fry, and Don's like, "Hey, man, you want to fight uh, Sakuraba?" in main event in Pride, and before he even said how much money I was going to make, I said, absolutely. So that was my birthday. So what a great birthday present. You can find out you're going to fight Sakuraba in Pride. I mean, when you were in Japan, was that the most amazing crowd, most amazing experience? Oh, absolutely, yeah. You know, I fought several times in Pride since, or in Japan since, man, but that, that was uh, that was absolutely phenomenal. You know, going from fighting from stuff like Super Brawl, String Challenge, King of the Cage, to fighting in Pride, which at the time was the biggest fight promotion in the world, ten times bigger than the UFC. Um, fighting in Pride was was like literally the Super Bowl of MMA. Did you go out afterwards for your birthday and uh, you know hang out with the ladies? <laughs> no, yeah, didn't didn't do any partaking into that. Oh no, yeah, right. Out there, fought, train, came back. That's right. Now I don't drink. I don't drink or do drugs, man. That's that's another. Another thing that's kept my body going for so long. Nice. Now I saw your kick, uh, your knockout of John Wood. That was one of the best kicks How'd I've you ever like seen. That? Wasn't that nice? Unbelievable, dude. That was one of the cre- and John Wood is a is a was a good fighter, great coach. And you had it was like a ten seconds into the fight. What what can you d- d- describe that kick? Because I can't even explain it to people. Well, it was a lead leg hook kick, and uh, during the at the time it had been the first time anybody in the history of MMA ever did a super kick. I mean, it's a, it's a pro wrestling move, but it's a lead leg hook kick and it actually works. I mean, some guys say that, you know, pro wrestling moves don't work, but they do work. I mean, it's just how they're applicated. Um, it was actually a rematch. I fought John Wood the first time and, uh, I won by submission. He was pretty bent out of shape saying that, uh, you know, I, I was a dirty fighter and I caught him with a submission that I was, you know, a puss and I wouldn't stand up fighting toe to toe. I said, "Okay, I'll rematch it. We'll fight stand up, just toe to toe, no takedowns." And uh, that that was the result of that. Boss Rudin said on Inside MMA that was the best knockout he'd ever seen, and it's got over two hundred thousand views. So I yeah, you know, I, people I people at home knockout. listening to this, Google Shannon Rich knockout of John Wood. It is a thing of beauty, and I, I remember looking at that, going, "I don't even know how you to prepare for that kick." Like, I mean, there's no way anybody, like you, you do a whole training camp and then you throw that kick and it was insane. I was like, I was blown away, dude. I, I, I hats off. If, if nothing else in your career, that was probably the most beautiful knockout I've ever seen. So uh, hats off to you, man. Yeah, thank you, man. Appreciate it. Appreciate now, it. Yeah, it was unbelievable. Now, 
You're very you're a very streaky fighter. Uh, I'm looking in 2005, <laughs> you lose 10 fights in a row. 2001, you lose 13 fights in a row, all in the first round. Then in 2005, yep. you lose 10 in a row, first round. 2010, you lose eight in the first round. Uh, at any point, are you just like maybe this isn't? Maybe I should kind of hang it up. Negative, man. You got to remember, man. Again, I'm fighting anybody, anywhere, anytime. Guys are outclassing me. They're out. They're old. I mean, I'm fighting. What three, four different weight divisions? I mean, how was the how was the guy? Literally, when somebody's main event fell through, somebody got hurt. They called Shannon Rick, so they knew Shannon would come and fight. So I mean, I wasn't. I did half of those fights. I wasn't even ready for those fights. But every single fight is a learning experience. When there's a draw, you learn from it, and you take it home, and you you study, and you get better, and you know. And then I put on you know four or five, ten fight win streaks so I mean yeah, yeah I got some losing streaks but I also got some win streaks no no that's what I was saying you have a lot of win- you do have a lot of I mean you're, you're the- and you fought legends you fought I'm looking through the people you fought you fought Dan Severn I just looked at you fought, you fought Evan Tanner Dude, Jake Shields Eves Edwards John Alessio Joe Riggs Diego Sanchez when he was in his like 19 years old uh, Antonio McGee. Yeah, Dennis Holman. Antonio McGee. Uh, Antonio McGee, McKee, Dennis Holman. Antonio McKee, Dennis Holman. I mean, you fought a who's who. Cacareco. It was on, I fought yeah, everybody. You fought, you fought everybody. Fabiano Iha, Frank Shamrock, everybody. <laughs> and you also went up against uh, Ben Askren in a grappling tournament. Uh, and yeah, <laughs> I went up against Ben. He, he, make, he was on one side of the bracket, I was on the other and you know, I I thought he was just a wrestler. No, the kid knows some submissions. I'm a I'm a I'm a high level black belt in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, and he caught me in an armbar. Believe it or not. So Ben is actually a tough, tough kid, man. Yeah. Off to him. And then you fought. And then you also went up against a couple Gracies, right? In like tournaments. Well, I did. I did the very first super fight in Naga. Now, if anybody's familiar with Naga, I mean, it's been around for a long time. So, like 15, 16, 17 years ago, I went up against a guy named Rodrigo Gracie. Nobody knew who that was. It's just a Gracie, Rodrigo, to make us a super fight. And he does a flying triangle. Now, I've never even seen a flying triangle. Um, yeah, so he, he caught me with a flying triangle. Amazing, amazing kid. I've actually trained with Rodrigo Gracie. Really? I was at his gym in Torrance. It was me, Rodrigo, and Hoyce. We just had a private session. Sounds like there. a very fair uh, training session. Well, no, it was just. <laughs> Kind of to teach me some stuff, but yeah, it was at Rodrigo's gym. Not not many people know that there is a Rodrigo Gracie. Yeah, who he is. He was also in Pride. Yeah, how awesome is he though? How awesome is he? he oh, awesome. he's he's very very talented. Very talented. Super nice yeah. guy. And Phenomenal. he he taught me just as much as Hoist did that day. Now I now I gotta ask you. Yeah. The one the one fight that I I'm, I'm a little suspicious of was your fight with Dan Severin, uh, in Hawaii. People are saying it was a work. Uh, he did suplex you a couple times. Uh, was that a work? Yeah, he did. Absolutely not. Nope. <laughs> now, nope. First of all, <laughs> nope. why would I fit. do a work with Dan Severin? <laughs> if I'm going to do a work, I'm going to win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. I'm, I'm just I have to ask re- you. I'm not, I'm not trying people, to bust no, you. Man, I'll be honest with you. No, no. The people that said it was a work was the, actually the ring announcer, and the ring and the ring announcer was some crazy guy. I don't even know this guy's. Looks like a zombie. It was weird. But anyway, the reason he said that, the fight was great. The, the night of the fight, everything was good. The commentator said it was an amazing fight. Me and Dan went out and put on a great performance. We went out and fought our ass off. The after fight party, we're all hanging out at a bar. The ring announcer lights up some weed. The, the bouncers throw him out, and we're all laughing at him. We thought it was funny. This, this guy looks 
like Ozzy Osbourne on crack. I mean, this guy is super weird. And he was mad because he got thrown out of the bar for smoking weed. And the next thing I know, he's posting, well, Dan Seven and Shannon Rich put on a work fight. It was, the fight was fixed. And that was the stupidest thing I'd ever seen. Okay, good. If you look at Dan's legs, I mean, his legs were his legs were black and blue. Um, yeah, and then if I do a work fight, I'm going to win. Why, why would I do a work and lose? That's stupid. Right, right, right. Okay, I had to ask. I, I, you know, I, I didn't want to make it uncomfortable. I just was just like, I had, to, I, had to, I had to know for myself. No, it's not uncomfortable. It's just I've been asked that so many times. It's stupid. I mean, if you're an MMA fan, you know. Um, and, and I mean, and Dan, would he have to do a work against me? He's going to win anyway. Look at that. He's like twice my size. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, it doesn't make any sense. Now, where did you, now, where did you do on iCarly? Oh, I just played a professional wrestler. Oh, okay. Because I, I saw that you were on iCarly, and I, I had to know what the Dude, hell you Walker, do. Texas Ranger, numbers, <laughs> inside in uh, 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 the History Channel on the Ultimate Soldier Challenge, uh, uh, CSI Las Vegas. I've been on a bunch of stuff. Yeah, no, you, 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 you had the, the most strangest resume, but I, I love it, man. You're one of a kind, dude. Now, you're 45 years old. Hey, man, also spent some... Also, also spent some time down in Iraq as a bodyguard for the United States ambassador to Iraq. Oh, wow. Know that. No, I did not know that. You're, so you were in Iraq as, as a... Who's yeah, I'm like... I worked for Blackwater, private security company. I was a bodyguard for the United States ambassador to Iraq. Wow. Wow. <laughs> How many bodies yeah. did you got? Did I'm you also got? Army veteran, you know, ex-military. So, this is what it is. Did you have to, like, uh, fight anybody there? Happy trigger finger? <laughs> Hello? Shannon. Hello? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, all right. Your cell phone's cutting out. No, all good. All good. Now, uh, now you, we have you on the show, number one, because it's an honor to have you on the show. You're, you're a fucking maniac, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> fuck it, right? Um, now, you're fighting in bare-knuckle fighting, right? Yeah, bare-knuckle boxing. Bare-knuckle boxing. Miami, Florida. Miami, Florida, June 11th, which is right after Bubba's fight against uh, uh, <laughs> so, uh, Bubba's fight in June 10th. So June 11th in, in Florida, you're doing bare-knuckle boxing. According to Bobby Gunn, you're ranked number third in the world in bare-knuckle boxing. Is that true? Yeah, I'm, yeah, it's under the Police Gazette. Um, they're the ones that actually started Ring Magazine. I mean, this, these, these guys date back years. So they're the ones that are the true uh, record keepers. They're like the sure dog of boxing and bare knuckle boxing so how many bare knuckle so, yeah, fights have you had in the world but i'm actually ranked number one in the u.s u.s, oh, US yeah. united states You're number one in the u.s in bare knuckle how many bare knuckle fights have you have you had 27 and and, uh, and what's your record 25 and 2 25 and 2 in bare knuckle 25 now, 20 25 by ko now the two i lost were because of disqualifications now so so therefore i feel like i'm still undefeated how do you get? How do you get disqualified in bare knuckle? Twelve boxing? to six elbows. <laughs> like an absolute, absolute accidental elbow here and there. <laughs> absolute accident. So, all right. So absolutely the, elbow. So this bare knuckle. Now, well, now, what what exactly happens? So bare knuckle boxing. You get a, a a text, right? This is what Bobby Gunn was telling us. You get a text message going. Meet at the airport hangar at three in the morning tomorrow. And then like thirty dudes show up, and then you fight. Is that how it goes down? It's similar like that, man. It's a literally a cult following. If you're in, you're in. If you're out, you're out. You don't really know, but there's a big following, guys. It goes. It, 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 it. There's people from all over the world that do this. They come in from all over the world, 
and a lot of it is challenge matches, you know, because you get your name built up, and people will be like, "Look, man, I'll put ten grand up, my ten grand about your ten grand." Winner takes all, and or it's just a fight card. Guy calls and say, "Hey, I got this guy. You fight you, you know, I'll pay you a couple grand here, a couple grand there. You, you fight. It is what it is." I mean, I fought in rodeo arenas. I fought in Plaza de Toros, where it's a bullfighting arena. I fought in bars. I fought in warehouses. I fought in hotel rooms. Uh, banquet rooms. I mean, I've fought in all kinds of weird places. Hotel rooms? <laughs> Wait, what happened in the hotel room? Hotel banquet rooms. Oh, hotel banquet ban- room. oh okay. Not I like thought the, the first room. rule about bare-knuckle boxing was not to talk about I was just about to make the Fight Club reference, too. I was waiting. <laughs> my first rule of Fight Club, second rule no, of Fight, fight Club. club. <laughs> that's Fight Club. You guys, you guys beat them up. That's why they don't exist no more. So you're ranked number third. Now, do you think you can beat Bobby Gunn? I think I can knock him out, man. He's old. He's past his prime. Um, I mean, not not to take anything away from Bobby. He's a super cool guy. I mean, he's a, he's a class act. But I believe I'm in better shape. I believe I'm better looking. And I have a better a better right hand. Listen, boys. Listen, boys. <laughs> boys, listen. This guy doesn't know what he's talking about, okay? <laughs> <laughs> so you think you That's would... a pretty good impression right there. <laughs> so you... That's a pretty good impression. <laughs> so you think you would knock out Bobby Gunn in one round in bare knuckle boxing, I don't know if it'll be the one round, but I know we're fighting <laughs> nine rounds. Oh, so no. it's, uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be one of the nine rounds. I think so. And this is June eleventh. No, no, June eleventh. Who are you oh, fighting? June eleventh. I'm, I'm fighting Bobby Gunn. Oh, you're fighting Bobby Gunn. It got announced because Bobby's Bobby didn't say that. Yeah, well, I haven't. It, it has not been announced yet. He ain't got just, the text I'm message yet, bro. <laughs> chill, chill. The you just ruined it. All right. The the text. <laughs> Guys, the promoter, the promoter asked me would I fight Bobby Gunn. I've been wanting this fight for a long time. He's got the title. He has the belt. I mean, have you guys seen the belt? The There's belt a is belt? Phenomenal. It's the actual <laughs> belt that John Bowen had. It's an amazing belt. That's awesome. Who are you fighting on the 12th? So I want He's the title. Bobby Gunn. <laughs> no, no, I mean He's... the next day. <laughs> <laughs> so you versus Bobby Gunn, June 11th at the... Mil- Can we get a presser? At the Mikosuke Resort and Gaming Casino in Miami, Florida. Bare knuckle boxing. I'm hoping. You're hoping. If we, if we get like both 90, of I'm like 99.9% sure the promoter has kind of agreed to it. Bobby said he'd fight me. I said I'd fight Bobby. I'm just waiting for the contract. So If we get both of them right now. on the show, yeah. would it be the first ever bare knuckle boxing press conference? Yes, it would. And this is for the title. For the title. There is no bigger platform than getting these two on a press But if you're ranked number three and Bobby's ranked number one, who's ranked number two in bare knuckle boxing? <laughs> um, you'd have to look on the Gazette. I mean, I know right now that Danny Batchelor holds a title, uh, USA title. I don't, know, I don't know who number two is. Oh. Bobby's the champion. There's a guy that's ranked one. There's a guy ranked two, and I'm ranked three. Oh, so you're ranked number three. We but gotta, Bobby's the champ. But you're 25 yeah, yeah. and two. But your only two losses are because you you use elbows. Yes. Now, now Bobby says bare knuckle boxing. Now, but Bobby's a real boxer, though. I mean, this is not kind of. I mean, he he fought James Tony. He 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 fought Glenn Johnson. He 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 fought you know Enzo that guy. I mean, he he lost all those guys, but he he he, 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 he did actually fight these guys. Uh, are you nervous that he may and, have better boxing skills than you? No, of course he doesn't have better boxing skills. I've been fighting for a long time too, man. I I, I'm in, I live in Arizona. I go to these boxing gyms and box with the best. So, yeah, boxing is you know I, I'm actually a pro boxer too. 
Okay. You yeah, know, I saw I saw one of your fights on YouTube. It was grainy, but you were kicking the shit out of some guy. You knocked him out of the ring. Yeah. Yeah, no, that was that was pretty cool. Uh, yeah. I mean, so, I'm a black bone Brazilian jiu-jitsu. I do like my heel hooks and my arm bars, but man, I like to knock you out too. So I mean, it's just in MMA, it's a little different. But bare knuckle boxing is precision boxing. That's why I try to tell people, bare knuckle boxing isn't like just going out swinging for the fences. You have to be precise. You have to be a technician. Or you break your hand. Now, do you think you can beat anyone in the UFC in bare knuckle boxing? Um, I think it would be a good fight. I'd I'd love to fight. I'd love to find out. Yeah, we could set it up. I'd love to find out. How does your training differ uh, for a bare knuckle fight? Do you do you train without hand wraps? Do you train? Uh, I mean, how do you yeah, switch yeah, it up? Absolutely. No. Now here's the thing. Here's the thing. They say bare knuckle boxing. You're allowed to tape your wrist and your hand. It's just the knuckle has to be bare. Hmm. But the, the knuckle actually has to be bare, but your wrist is taped. So we're taking this very literally. Yeah. I, I once got three yeah. knuckles and a girl. <laughs> but, but that's my experience with bare knuckle fisting. Um, now, listen, this is going to be a fight. I, I, I can't wait. Shannon versus Bobby Gunn. This is. I may have to go to this MMA fight. MMA roasted road trip. This. This might. I mean. This. This is it. I mean. I'll already be there. You're already gonna be there. <laughs> He's already gonna be there. Bubba, I'll, be, I'll be looking for a place to, you know, spread off this 50k I getting. So. Now, are you sponsored by? Bear, I mean, do you make? Do you make a good living at this or no? Yeah. Yeah. I make. I make pretty good money, but um, I'm looking for sponsors. So if anybody out there wants to sponsor the Canon, hey. Message me, figure it out how to get a hold of me, and we'll uh, we'll work it out. Why don't I mean, you just give us your email? It's actually going to be on pay per view. It's going to pay per view. Shannon dot yeah yeah Shannon dot rich at yahoo dot com r i t c h. Okay, Shannon dot rich yahoo dot com. If you want to sponsor for this bare knuckle event, it's happening, people. This is the biggest bare knuckle fight it. of all time. I'm telling time. you, it's going to be seen by millions. Millions of people are going to be watching this fight. Believe me, they're going to talk about it. HBO 360. HBO is doing a big documentary on this. This is going big. Rolling Stone Magazine has already done an interview. They're doing more interviews. They're going to do some TV coverage. Rolling Stone Magazine is blowing this up. I'm telling you, it's going to be the it's going to be the next big thing. Everybody talks about MMA. Yeah, you know what? That's cool. And I'm an MMA fighter, and I dig it. But bare knuckle boxing is at another level. You're now, gonna love it. The most there, extreme fighting allowed by law. Now, are there ring girls during these events or no? Absolutely, yeah. It's going to be the same as uh, same as any other. Event now, is it is the event in a boxing ring or is it like everyone just hangs yeah. out in the parking lot and watches yeah. the fight? No, no, no. It's, it's going to be in a ring. It's, it's going to be, be in a ring. ring. Uh, all right, Bob. Any questions? Yeah. Have you ever smelled weed in the area while being in the ring for <laughs> bare knuckle boxing? I have. Uh, I think I have. That's that's affirmative. <laughs> <laughs> just wanted to know. Now, how many Miami? Fights, it's going now, down. How, how many fights are you going to have before this fight? Um, I just fought on Monday, and uh, I'm taking a break until uh, until this fight. I'm training just specifically for this bare knuckle boxing match. Now, you were at one of the coolest fights ever. You were at the Your Fight event. You were the main event of Your Fight. Oh. Uh, you 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 won that fight. Uh, it was pretty cool. Chael and Rampage commented on it. Uh, they were the commentaries, right? And then uh, there was a couple of yeah. events. Now uh, during that fight, that that was a good fight. That was a rematch. You actually lost the first time to that guy. You came back and won, right? Yeah, I won with a rear choke. Put him to sleep with the rear choke. But three days later, you had another fight. Yeah, down in Mexico. <laughs> now, how, now what, where where was that fight? In TJ. 
and Tijuana. Oh, nice. And who, who did you fight then? You actually won that fight too. You won two fights in four days. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Well, listen. That's, that's how that's that's how the cannon rolls. <laughs> I'm old school. <laughs> I, look, man. I gotta pay the bills, guys. I'm a professional MMA fighter. You know, I own a gym. So I mean, anybody that owns a gym knows, man. You're not making a ton of money. You're doing it because you love it. And I got to fight to make a living. I mean, there's a lot of guys that are, you know, doctors, lawyers, school teachers, they're mechanics, they work construction, they do security at night. Look, I fight. That's it. That's how I make my living. So I am a true professional MMA fighter. Right. I know doctors that do like three surgeries in a day, man. So, of course, the man's doing fights in a couple of days. I mean, five fights in a week. You know? Oh, of course. You know what I'm saying? That's, yeah. that's how the cannon rolls, son. Right. You better ask somebody. Yeah. Thanks, Bubba. Well, listen, Cannon, uh, it was a pleasure having you on the show, an honor. I, I look forward to this fight. I'm definitely going to order it. Pay-per-view, bare-knuckle fighting, you versus Bobby Gunn, the winner takes all. It's going to be a good fight, man. So, uh, Yeah, I can't wait, man. So thanks for coming on the podcast. Come watch me fight. You'll see, come watch me fight. You'll see why they call me the Cannon. I'm going to let the guns go. You guys, you guys will enjoy it. It's going to be a good one. Take care, Shannon. All right, buddy. Bye. All right, that was Shannon Rich. I have, I have changed my opinion on who wins the fight. <laughs> that was way more exciting than I expected. Absolutely, absolutely. That guy's hilarious. <laughs> I really wanted to ask him about fighting Dada, but... Oh, man. Uh, what, I mean, what, you, you think he beats Bobby Gunn? I don't know, man. That's the thing. I, Listen I was, here, boys. I changed it. I, didn't, I don't have an, a, a pick anymore because my pick was Bobby Gunn. <laughs> you know what I mean? He was the greatest man I ever talked to until I talked to Shannon Rich. <laughs> So I'm torn. I'm really torn, and, and I'm gonna cry that night. The day someone drops, you know, you're gonna I mean? cry. You just I'm made gonna, 50 G's. No, you I'm ain't gonna, crying. I'm gonna cry if Shannon Rich or Bobby Guns goes down. Ben, That's, Ben, you, definitely the best people I've ever met. Uh, ben, the sound guy. So who do you think wins, Shannon Gun or Bobby? Uh, Shannon Bob, Gun. Bob, Bob, Bobby Gun or Shannon Rich? Uh, Bobby Gunn was uh, pretty. He was he was cool, but this guy seems like he's got like a fire, like this like fire. He's I'm, younger. I'm remind me of like a father figure. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's younger. Yeah. So you well, think Shannon Rich wins it? Yeah, I think so. I think Shannon Rich has fought since we let him off the phone. <laughs> <laughs> so you say, say Bobby Gunn is like you said he's like a father figure. That's what he reminded me on the phone. And he's fighting this young forty-five-year-old buck. <laughs> Who, who's going down to Tijuana just randomly fighting? Just like any time. Like, Three days after he took another one. I'm telling you, he's had like six fights since the phone dropped. That guy's fucking. But I was looking at his record on Wikipedia. Yeah, and he's fought like the. Biggest names in MMA. Yeah. But he hasn't beat anybody with a Wikipedia page. He beat John Wood twice. And I didn't want to, uh, I didn't want to like bring up the whole Severn thing, but Severn doesn't do worked, worked things. Yeah. Okay. Like so, he was supposed to do a work yeah, but, in but, WWE. But I want you to watch this fight and tell me what you think. Oh, I'm sure I'll feel the same as everyone else, but <laughs> it's just, it's really funny. I, I, I like that guy a lot. He's really funny. And it, and it, I now understand the fact of why he agreed to do an interview on Monday and then realized I have to fight three hours later because at the time when he didn't answer the phone, he was probably fighting right there. Unbelievable. I mean, do you think this is safe for him, though? I mean, it seems like he's getting, not. he's getting knocked I mean, out he's a lot. Got, I mean, for him to have four, 477 fights <laughs> in the last 12 minutes. He, he's, still, he's still pretty witty, you know what I mean? He's got his brain about him. You know, it's not, I mean, I, I wouldn't expect him to solve an algebra problem, but for him to give a, a pretty complete interview without, you know, yeah. sounding too punch drunk, I mean... 
Dude's dude's doing dude's doing his thing. You know? I think I have to he's go to Florida. He's on a two fight winning streak. Uh, he did fight. It wouldn't be his ago. first yeah, one. But if, but if, yeah, but if it gets <laughs> broken, it's going to be like a forty-five fight losing streak. And yeah. it's like I'm a pro boxer. I'm an MMA fighter. I'm a bare knuckle boxer, and I'll fight any motherfucker on the street. Fred Askren, he'll cents. do grappling against Askren against Rodrigo Gracie. I mean, he doesn't care. Well, he d- he does not give a fuck. <laughs> did he lose to um, McKee? Yes. Yes. Badly or no? Uh, he got, he got uh, submitted. Yeah. Well, you, 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 you going to ask McGee about, the, about him? Like, <laughs> you got to go. I'm going to say, yo, I talked to Shannon, and he said he beat that ass. <laughs> <laughs> he said, you wouldn't do it again. You both are 45. You won't do it again. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and we might, was... have, we might have a fight before him before the Bobby Guns fight. I feel like if you were like Shannon, uh, Cain Velasquez wants to fight in an hour. He'd fucking He'd go. be like, all right, I don't sure. No, you got a jet. You gotta I'm gonna get in there. I'll, like, I'll give you two hundred dollars. Uh, fuck it. Like, doesn't just, Kimbo train at ATT? Get Kimbo and Shannon Rich on the street. He's just. I think Shannon would beat Kimbo. And I love how you, I love how you found out he was in bum fights and he's like, nah, I was just a referee. <laughs> oh, I can go download those right now and he's probably on there. But <laughs> bum fights three. <laughs> You're like, he's fought in Rumble on the Rock. He's fought in this. He's Pride. fought in Pride. At Bob Fights 3. <laughs> oh, I, d- I once had three fights in a night. Oh, you did a tournament? No, it was just a Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> he might be our favorite guest. I don't know, man. That was, we really need to get like him and Bobby Gunn on a press. Oh, they'll because, do it. Because Bobby is just so low-key. Yeah, you know, Listen, if you don't boys. pump your Listen, jab the boys. right way, this is going to hurt. And then Shannon Rich, yeah, I'm 53 and 79, but I'm fucking proud of it. Let's uh, go. On, but that one kick was amazing. that Kick he did? That yeah. kick yeah, yeah, was yeah. like a sweet chin music type. It was like a super kick. Yeah. It was like a Shawn Michaels kick. It must right? be great because I've been music. working stuff like that. Those what? type of kicks. Did those you type see it? Of, yeah, I saw it. But I, it's funny. I was like a couple before I got hurt. I was in the gym practicing kicks like that. It was know? a pretty amazing kick. Fake. There was Yoko a dude Gettys. that just got that uh, in the UFC. He did Recently, that Mike- I yeah, yeah, was, he did uh, Michaels, but it wasn't as nice as that one. Wonder no, no, Boy not does Sean, that. It wasn't Sean. Sean Jordan did it. Wonder was, Boy does it. There was a dude at flyweight who actually landed it and fit. I think it might have been Ray Borg or Luis Smolka. One of them that I finished it, was, it with a sweet think it was chin. Smolka. Yeah, but it wasn't as nice as that one. No, that one. I mean, classic. Yeah, John so, John Wood's got a poor John Wood man. He lost him twice in a row. There was a lot of times where Shannon would either be win or lose a fight, and he would his next fight would be the same exact person. <laughs> Like, how are you selling this fight? Oh, you don't want to promote it? All right, do you? Uh, I know. Unbelievable. That was amazing. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to smile for the rest of the Whoever, day. Whoever, by the way, this MMA Roasted Podcast, just so you know, so far uh, on the show we have Patrick Cote, uh, the legend. Uh, we got Bubba. You got offered, offered $50,000 fight on the spot to match it. Dude, he's going to escalate now- in the morning. You better call Coco right now. I got people on it. Oh, really? Oh, so give us the update. The update is we're going to try to figure out how we can get it done. Really? Yeah, you got them right. I'm fucking Bobby Guns over here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm rich, Shannon Rich. So I and know. by the way, D Cypher. <laughs> that's right. That's, that's good, right? Is it, yeah. I mean, it'd be good for you? Yeah, I think it'd be great for me. Do you think that they'll do like a Bellator versus Titan? No. That, that's, I, you, no. Who, no. who wins there? Titan wins, right? No. No, but because Titan wins. I mean, no. Titan in wins in terms of the fights or the promotion. No, no, not 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 who wins as far as the actual fight. The promotion. Oh, Titan. Oh, Titan, wins. Titan gets Titan gets wins. noticed by everyone. Yeah. But right, I yeah. think no matter the weight classes, more often if they did like a ten fight card or even like a seven, 
I think Bellator wins. Six. Really? There's uh, uh, Bellator. Jay-Z, you know, Jay Z Cavacante. I mean, he very competitive guy. Yeah, he, but he's been around forever, well, and that's what that? one. That's one fifty five. You're gonna put yeah. him in there with a guy like fucking Will Brooks or Josh Thompson, Michael Chandler, and um, now um, Benson Henderson after and coming yeah, down. Yeah, Benson's going. And then who else did he say? There was another guy he that said, was, he said one twenty five, one forty five. I don't even know who we got at twenty five. Bellator doesn't have, we don't have a Bellator one twenty five. So that makes sense. So that's yeah. not gonna happen. One forty five. Darion Caldwell ain't doing shit right now. Darion Caldwell. I mean, one thirty five. You mean? Yeah, thirty. Oh yeah, he said one twenty. So one forty five. You're in but, there against yeah, Harrison, but I'm not even you know like another. That's 45-er? their best guy against me. Uh, you haven't You're their counted Pitbull's yeah, unscathed. Yeah, yeah. Rank guy. Pitbull's you unscathed right now. You haven't calculated the four guys or five guys that are ahead of me. Vitals unscathed also right afraid now. Paracanyum Curran. But at then, 145. Then at 70, who did he, he, said, he said a couple guys at 70. Uh, ain't nobody I mean, I mean Pat Haley does very well at 175. That's 155. Ain't, ain't, ain't nobody beating son. Haley does well at 55. Against, ain't nobody beating Korshkov. Haley does well against Bellator no. at 55. Okay, cool. But at 170, ain't nobody beating Korshkov. Even not one set. Put Michael Venom Page in there. Ain't nobody Put Fernando Gonzalez in there. Thought. Put Paul Daly in there. Oh, Paul Daly. Paul Muhammad, because I want to see him get murked on. <laughs> That guy's delusional. Nah, Speaking of matchups, we'd win that real quick. But what's up? What's so no, Steve Carl does Steve well against their one seventies. Who's Steve Carl? Ben Spellator. Kreshkov would murder him. Korshkov would eat him for dinner. Yeah, we got a, we got a shout out on Twitter. We should. Uh, I want to bring this up right now while we're talking about. It. We got a shout out on Twitter about how we didn't talk about how great Korshkov did. Yeah, we people only, were getting mad. We only talked about how one uh, guy. Was oh, I wasn't here. I would have definitely. How I, I definitely. But we were trying uh, to cover a lot in a short amount of time. And I, we were, well, let me hear, let me hear. Here we go. Korshkov is the new man in the MMA. He looked amazing. Okay, looked to, to that person how, who, on Twitter, he looked amazing. What I, what we were trying to say was that that was not. That Ben Henderson couldn't go to 170 and just like you said at 55, Bendel does much better in Bellator than at 170. I think there's only one dude maybe at 170 that I think would give Koreshkov a really good matchup just based on what FC? we know already. No, 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 in Bellator, but they're oh. not in Bellator yet. Rory. Yeah. If Rory goes Absolutely. over, which it looks like he's going to because the money's right, I think Rory and Koreshkov will be Rory an wins incredible that fight. fight. I, I ben agree. Askren. I love Ben. Dude, ben would beat the no, that, was, that was a different. That was a different Korshkov. Ben beat him two hundred forty-eight The way he was stopping shots, you know what I mean? Like, Benson is smaller, obviously, but Korshkov just looked like a whole different person. I mean, even since I wrestled Korshkov and, and trained with him, he looks like a whole different person. Now, I don't know what they got over there in the water in Russia <laughs> because the water's different in Russia than it is here in America, bro. Right. But... He, he looks like a world beater, man. He made I, Doug I Lima look like nothing. I can't, I can't imagine that not being one of the best fights that Bellator ever put on with uh, Rory coming over. So, Rory listen, people, uh, we have come, we're coming to an end of the show. Uh, Bubba, what do you got coming up? Uh, I want to answer his question about matchups. That's what uh, I want. Well, do. okay, so it's a little ridiculous. Real quick, Tyler challenged me for the belt. I have to determine. The competition. I want that belt. But I said... Oh, press conference! <laughs> I said something right... Up, well, he's a comedian and I'm a fucking jabroni, so right. that's not going to work. Um, <laughs> I said came up something immediately that would be a draw that neither one of us could win, so I could just keep my belt by technicality. Uh-huh. Who could double-leg Bubba competition? 
Oh yeah, the, yeah. Neither gonna, one of us is gonna get close. Bubba have to be looking. <laughs> Bubba's just gonna, Bubba's gonna put his hand on my around. head, and I'm gonna be like, Bubba's come on, man. Bubba's just like walking I'm gonna walk around. around with my head on a swivel, so it's still. <laughs> now that I know the competition is there, I'm still, you know. Dude, I'm I can do a competition me. with Dream for a double leg Bubba competition. <laughs> probably lose. The the phrase anytime, any place, anywhere could also mean my surprise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Bubba's going to the bathroom. I know double <laughs> leg. <laughs> I know where you live, Bubba. I'm gonna wait for you to. Nah, Man. And nothing's going on. <laughs> Getting groceries out of the Double. car. <laughs> <laughs> nothing's going on right now, man. I'm just in the gym. I'm um, trying to make sure that I get this little kink out of my shoulder. It's nothing big, but you know, I always want to make sure that you don't re-injure or, or continue to injure something. So, um, I'm actually getting with some new partners next week. Me and Antonio are gonna get back together. Um, working with some new guys um, in, in the next couple of days to work on some, you know, some speed and conditioning. So. In June, sometime I'll be ready. Um, I don't even know if I'm fighting in June. June 10th. June 10th, and, and hopefully June 24th. In, in Miami. I guess he's starting to do training camp now. Uh, cutting shit. Uh, Tyler, uh, what do you got going? Uh, I'm at Haha ha tonight for workout Wednesdays. Uh, hopefully, pick up a spot there this weekend. And I don't know what else I got coming up. Uh, I'm just Work local out. mostly. Nice. Uh, I will be at uh, the Long Beach Laugh Factory tomorrow night, Saturday at the, uh, at the Ice House at 6 o'clock. Uh, Rogan's there at 8 and 10 so they edit a 6 o'clock show uh, I'll be there at 6 uh, Dime Bar <laughs> Yo I'm going next time Shit if There's Every- gonna be Dave Chappelle <laughs> Nas There's gonna be You know All these uh, Classical Yes men. I'm that going. wasn't Dime. That was the, the no-name bar next door. But yes, but, uh, yeah, I'm going to that every Tuesday night at the Dime Bar and Tuesday. Watch Living with Funny on Oxygen. Living with Funny at nine o'clock on Oxygen. Tyler, you want to say them? Oh, nothing. Oh, okay, listen. Uh, thank you to all our guests. Uh, you guys are great. Thank you to Sideshow. Thank you to Ben, the sound guy. He's the man. Uh, hope you guys have a great weekend. Take care. Bye.